Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Network by Chance. Short, talk all things movies, television, streaming, news, all of that good stuff. And this week, uh, inspired by our conversation about Avatar 2 last on the last episode, we decided to take a look at sequels that waited way too long to come out, in which you guys said in one voice, you will go quietly into the night. You will vanish without a fight. Because today is our Independence Day resurgence. Yeah. <laughs> month, month and a half early here. Yeah. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting ready early. And God, we are, I, again, I, I kind of, I, I love this movie as much as I love this movie. But we'll, we'll get there later. Uh, but for right now, we're going to start off, you know, with our usual segments. First thing we're going to start off with is... Uh, it's a news story. I was gonna say it for news, but you know, I, I I I feel better getting it out right now, just because you know it's, it's like the thing everyone's talking about. I think yeah, I wouldn't feel right going on with this show without addressing this up top. Um, yeah. Without addressing the horror, the horrific events that occurred in uh, Yee Valley, Texas. So in case you haven't heard, and I'm assuming you have, there's no literally the thing that everybody's talking about right now. Um, there was a in a story that is. Sadly, far too common in the United States of America. There was a, another school shooting that's, t- that's taking place at a elementary, Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, this 18-year-old kid took a, an assault rifle and a handgun and just massacred oh, almost two dozen people. Most of most of them being kids. Like, it was it was it was it was odd because like we heard like there was no casualties, then there was like 16, and then jumped up to 21. So it ended up being 19 kids and two teachers. And, yeah, I mean, this is a story where, again, we've talked about stories like this far, far too often. Like, this, this kind of thing is just far too common in America. Um, and, you know, I think that, again, we, we kind of talked about this addressing shooting number, you know, God knows which one. But I mean, it, it does bear repeating just because this is, we're nearly what, 10 years after Sandy Hook? And yeah. if you look at, like, gun restrictions, not much has changed. Not much Not much has really yeah. changed in, in that realm. And No, I mean, everything's pretty much, pretty much, pretty the, much same. the same. And I think it's... The horrific thing about it is, like, this kid is 18 years old, was able to purchase two AR-15, AR-style assault rifles legally, might I add. People who try to say he got them illegally. No, he didn't. He bought these illegally. You know why? Because yeah. in Texas, did, you can have a, yeah. yeah. In Texas, you can buy guns as long as you can buy a rifle as long as you're 18. Uh, and I think background checks are, are very loose. And yeah, he was able to do this and able, able to commit these horrible crimes. And so again, whenever this happens, the same thing always happens. Same, the same thing always happens. You know, thoughts and thoughts and prayers. Debate on gun laws. Get angry about it. I'm sorry, no, I'm orders wrong. Get angry about it. Thoughts and prayers. Argue about the you know. You know, Second Amendment versus gun reform, and then you know, and, we, and then we move on in society because nothing gets done, and until this ha- inevitably happens again. And I hate saying it like that because, but it is inevitability. This is the, the third mass shooting in like the, I think it only like the last ten days, because you had that one in the supermarket in yeah. Buffalo, you had that Asian church in uh, South Cal- Southern California. Like this isn't like this is like an isolated incident. This is a thing that continues to happen. And yeah, so, I mean, just pick your spot. Pick your, you know, pick your place where, you know, it always seems to creep up the same, same headlines, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, my my question is this, and keep in mind, this is coming from a guy. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't affiliate with any party. I'm, I'm, I, I don't have an agenda. I don't have any allegiance to anybody blindly just because they represent a color or an animal or a set or a certain set of views. I'm always, I'm always the guy who's going with the best person, who I think is the best person for the job, and who I think is the, and what I think is the best policy. I'm, I'm a people first. I'm a people first person. And my question is this. What else needs to what else needs to happen? Like my question is, what else needs to happen for us to actually implement some real change? Because look, I mean, like victim of Sandy Hook, nothing happens. Parkland, nothing happens. And we have this happening. Kids, most of whom were under, I think all of them were actually under ten years old. Like they, no. these kids deserve their lives. Like these, did not, these kids did not deserve to lose their lives because of some maniac with. With the guy, and don't make the and like people coming this like this mental health mental health issue. It's not. It's really I mean, okay. It kind, of, it kind of is, but it's also not. I mean, you, look, we can't monitor every single person, every single social media post, every single Instagram, every single tweet. But yeah, you know what's something that you know, impossible to do. You know what's something we can very easily do. We yeah. can limit their access to weapons. I mean, especially AR rifles. Especially I mean, AR I mean, rifles. And look, yeah. and again, people are always going to always throw out the Second Second Amendment. Our founding fathers put this in so we can have, so we can have these things. Oh, do you think Washington and Jefferson and Adams and all these people? Do you think they do you think they envisioned this in the future? We've said this before, though. We did. We've said uh, it was a musket. That was what it was. Yeah, they were dealing musket, with man. muskets yeah. that shot like one round every thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've come a little bit we've come a little bit of a ways yeah. with the uh, technology of weaponry. Um, yeah. And like, and yeah. Keep in mind, this is the United States is the only developed country where this happens on a consistent basis. Like, this, yeah. Like, like, I mean, and this, this doesn't, and, doesn't yeah. happen in the UK. Doesn't happen in Japan. Doesn't happen in Canada. Like, we are the only country where this is a it's a persistent problem. And you know why? Yeah, I mean, because guns are not as easily accessible in those countries. Like Japan, Japan's a great example for uh, for gun for gun reform, because like you know, if you, you look this up. You you know you know how you know how you can get a gun a gun in Japan, Russell. How's that? You know how complicated it is. Okay, well you have to take an all day course. You have to pass a written test. You have to pass a shooting test. You have to pass a mental health check and drug test, and then you have to pass an extensive background check, and only yeah. then. You can buy either a shotgun or an air rifle. That's it. Handguns are outlawed there. Assault rifles are outlawed there. And look, this is not me saying take away all guns. I don't. I don't think the. I don't think the. You know, I, I don't think the extreme opposite direction is the right answer. But I do think uh-huh. that people have regular people having access to military grade weapons. I think is absurd. No, I do too. Uh, my wife and I have. Uh, arguments about this but i mean i because we i mean we're, we we banter and talk about things you know what i mean uh to me and like and i said you know if you ban it all the way you're you're going to open up black market i mean either way you're going to open up black market holes there for, you know what i mean to me if somebody wants a weapon they're going to get a weapon some way some way but shape or form but it's still but, I, like, I, but my, I, know, I know what you're saying but like, but like, what, but like why make it why make a it challenge why make it easier though like because like i understand oh, now we're no, making it easier yeah no, and that's the thing that we're at right now. Yeah, but I mean, realistically, I mean, these are the people that are going to try to carry this out one way, shape, or form. I know it's just it's 
I, no, I understand. No, I, like, look, I, 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 I get it. Like, yeah. like, the, like the, ter- the determination's a motherfucker, and like, if they want to do it, they'll do it. Problem. Like, the thing is, though, like, why do we have to make it? Why do they have to make it easier for them? Oh, that's and, and my thing is, if he was picked on or whatever, why don't you fucking kill the people that were doing it? Why, why take it out on kids that are like, they have no, no horse in a race? You know what I mean? So the psychology, that, the psychology of that is like actually that. the psychology of that is actually there to where like, you know how when when you know kids get picked on, they pick on people who are smaller than them. So I, that's, that's like a very psychological. That response. makes sense. Then. Okay, I get you. Yeah, because he feels like he has control pretty much then in that situation. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Yeah. But oh. to me, it's like, if, why wouldn't you want to do to the people that did it to you? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's, I mean, my rationale with that, you know? Yeah, I, like people, I mean, it just, it's, it, it, yeah. it's, it's the common kind of, it's the common sign of a sociopathic future serial killer when they, when they, you know, pick on things or like, you know, cause pain to beings that are smaller than oh, uh, like them hurting animals and yeah, shit like that. Exactly. Yeah, like small animals and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, just, you know, just a giant piece of shit, you know, to go and do that literally like like kids like almost my daughter's age you know my daughter's seven um i couldn't imagine that and this is where we need to have not only like tougher restrictions with guns but we really need to have you know there needs to be police and and armed guards at all schools you know they they really need to make that a case in point because this kid apparently went in easy peasy but but, but that's our school that's the other thing about this story though apparently uh there were calls to so this this whole thing la- the whole ordeal lasted about from eleven thirty to about one o'clock when he when he was killed. Police yeah. were called and were at the at the scene for that entire time. They just didn't do anything. So what the hell are we sitting on here? Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. Like, what, to me, it's like uh, yeah, yeah. They're apparently like under yeah. underprepared and like they just they just stood there and did nothing. Well, this this should be a thing where I think every police precinct, no matter how small needs to be trained on, you know, a lockdown situation where you have a school, potential school, you know, school shooting. Um, I know uh, my daughter's school, like they have, um, they buzz you in, um, you know, they have uh, police, have, there's a police there like literally all day, um, you know, which gives us a little bit of, you know, you feel that, you feel a little bit more at ease with that, you know, um, the but there's just a well-organized machine that our, you know our school district is. Um, but you get schools like that. Look at that. That kid walked right in. I mean, that's scary. Yeah. You know. No, he did. And that's that's the shit. That's the shit that can be prevented with having, you know, security or just having a cop around. Just that police presence to try to maybe deter. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also, you know, I do think that like just get, getting. Getting their access to weapons, like again, I'm not saying take away all weapons. Oh yeah, I'm not yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, again, like, I, I sh- like shotguns, I think should be should be available to everybody. You know why? Because hunt- hunting's a very common, very common hobby. So you want to buy a shotgun? Buy a shotgun. It's you know that's that that's that's an understandable yeah. weapon. Handgun, personal protection. I get it. People people don't feel safe. That's a, that's a nice that's easy. Not... That's a nice easy weapon. Doesn't cause too much damage in this kind of capacity. That's fine. What does any? What does any? What's the practical use for an AR-15? <laughs> That's like a mil- that's a military. That's, that's military yeah, that's, use. That's, you know, that's, that's military not, combat yeah. weapon. Like, what do you do with that, dude? It's I mean, do you casually go shoot that? Like, it's not. I, I'm not a guy. Like, I don't. I don't have. I've never actually even fired a gun uh, in my life. Um, just never, never interests me. You know what I mean? Um, but that that's just crazy, man. Yeah. Like, why why do you need an AR rifle? Like, it just doesn't make much sense. It really does. Yeah. It's it's it, it is something that yeah definitely needs. 
But, you know, like like you said, and, you know, I, I said it too, it's like we go through the same bullshit, you know, we'll feel bad and then, you know, a couple of weeks will pass and then we'll forget about it and we just go right back to, you know, square one again. And it's just, you know, we're constantly pissing in the wind, you know. Yeah, and it just sucks because, you know, politicians just like, and, then, and this is on both sides, politicians just like will not agree on anything. And, this, and the sad part is, you know, uh, Abbott's, and Ted Cruz, people who represent Texas as, as senator and governor, like they they had the opportunity. Like there was a, a vote for some kind of gun reform back in March, and they both voted it down. I mean, but and it doesn't strike a chord until it's somebody that they know or it happens to their family. Yeah, you know what I mean, I'm, then, I'm then like, it becomes I'm a different like, issue. Let, let, let you get you the know? call that one of your kids get killed. See how fast you're gonna turn you're gonna turn around after some kind of change. And, and that's unfortunately the thing is like we're you know we vote people in the office that are making you know policies and implementing things to the people that you know what I mean and like they're just so out of touch with it you know what I mean they're they're easily they're just passing these things here and there but they don't really I don't know it, it, they're they're ruling for other people and it's just like you know it just doesn't make much sense you know yeah but... uh, it just it's I don't know. Yeah, but either way, you know, our hearts go out to all the families and people affected by uh, this tragedy in Uvalde. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that this does lead to some kind of, some kind of change, some kind of permanence, something that, something that will, you know, get done about about it this time. I know we say that every time, but like, I'm really hoping something gets done this time. And you know, uh, you know, elections are coming up in November. Uh, get out, vote. If some if someone who represents your state doesn't represent your values, vote them out. That's that that's what elections are for. That's what democracy is for. So yeah, uh, again, hearts and our hearts go out to everybody, uh, everybody involved from this. And yeah, I just felt like talking about that up top. So yeah, moving on from that, uh, we're going into our usual stuff. First of which is of course the wonderful world of sports. Uh, not a whole lot to get into, but we will. Uh, talk about some things. First of which, in the world of football, uh, nothing major happened. We did have some uh, some good signings. Well, not good signings, but well, okay, that, that that implies bad signings. Okay, nothing nothing huge, but uh, there were some there were some signings that did happen. Uh, first of which, Jadavian Clowney did re-sign with Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland Browns, I think that's a good get for them. He did have a solid season with Cleveland last year, and uh, you know that's not something I'm looking forward to as a division rival, but. <laughs> You know, we'll we'll see. It is, it is the Browns, the Browns with a I mean, two hundred million dollar quarterback, <laughs> but it is the Browns. It's a questionable quarterback. Uh, questionable quarterback. Uh, yeah, not the most wholesome quarterback. Anyway, uh, no, Clowney Clowney's a good uh, good one year. It's a, I mean, it's all, you know, low risk, all reward. Really, I mean, it's one year. He doesn't produce. Cut him. Yeah. You know, cut your ways. You know. It's why I think he was a first a first over not a first round first overall pick a few years ago. He was a beast, and I remember that Michigan game, that bowl game, yeah, no, that, that that Michigan bowl game where he knocked that dude's helmet over, like off off his head, uh, and the one bowl game that we played. Uh, where the fuck did he go to school at? Uh, oh, NC South Carolina. I think I don't think it's North Carolina. I think it was NC State. Was I thought it was? South, I'm pretty sure it was South Carolina. Was, was it S? Was it SC State? I'm mixing, uh, mixing it I'm up. Pre- I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was. I, I want to say, is it? Was it South Carolina? I'm I mean, pretty sure it was I a mean, bowl you, game. You were. You, I mean, you were there, so. <laughs> It was I mean, South Carolina. Yeah, you're right. Watched... You, you're right. It was okay. South Carolina. I, I watched that game. We lost that game. Anyway, um, lost a lot of bowl games. We don't seem to win bowl games. Anywho, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. That's yeah. It's it's been a while since we won a bowl game. Actually, no. We beat uh, 
was the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. We beat Florida. I think it was Harbaugh's first year. Anywho, haven't won you, one you, since. You want to talk about wholesome? Yeah. You want to talk about wholesome QB Russell? Talk about wholesome. Let's, I like the segue. Let's go. There. In addition to Matt Ryan, the Colts have signed a new QB. Uh-oh. <laughs> BDN, baby. Big Dick Nick. Nick Foles Nick? has oh, ho, signed. Ho, Nick Foles. Nick, Nick Foles <laughs> has signed a two-year deal with the Indianapolis Colts there to well, everywhere. back up Nat, Matt Ryan. He's a, I mean, he's a, he's a definitely he's definitely a serviceable backup, though. I mean, I mean he won a Super Bowl. Come on. I mean, of the two QBs signed, one of them has a Super Bowl, yeah. one doesn't. And it's not Matt Ryan. And, and it's not the starting quarterback. Yeah, yes, it's, not, so. it's not the yeah, starter. I'm, I mean, Carson Wentz had a really good year that year, too, when he got hurt. He really did. That was, I mean, that was his only good year, I think, was that year. No, he had a couple. Did he have a couple? Yeah, but that year right there was his, really. His, fir- I, his I, first I'd couple. I'd be interested to see. His first couple seasons were, were pretty solid. Like, his first couple seasons, he looked like he was going to have a Hall of Fame career. And then just, what the fuck happened? And then just like, whole... I mean, it was like, a, it was like. And then some of the most, I mean, like, some of the most uninspired like, football I've ever seen in my life. Dude, it's crazy because it was like it was some good. I mean, he, he was Philly fans were believing again, man. Yeah, um, he was looking great. But he was looking really solid. Jeez, yeah, that was well, that was a fast fall off, man. A oh quick, my. very quick fall off. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, and uh, one thing when you talk about football, this is this isn't a signing, but this is a big story as far as news goes. Uh, so the Washington Commies, because I will, I will not call them the Commanders. Uh, have That's a, just a f- stupid name. That is a stupid name. It's it's it's. We, we could we we should have been woofed. We should have kept woofed. Woofed. Yeah, I I would have I would have liked that. Uh, so apparently they put in a new bid to build a new stadium because you know FedEx Field is one of the worst fields in the entire NFL. Yeah, because that's where both uh, Theismann and Alex Smith, uh, on the same spot, I think, tore like shattered their leg on the same yard line. Was it the same spot? Did you see the common? Did you see, dude? Did you look that up real quick. That, that, you'll shit when you read that. I mean, I know, I know, it's the like, same the, day, the, same leg. But... Same leg. It was the same. It was it's the same yard line, dude. That's 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 that's. I mean, it's not funny, but it's, it is. Ironic. It's not hilarious, but it's is that scary? It is. Scary. And I think I think the final score was the same. So maybe some weird shit, dude. Like yeah. you can't even, you can't make this shit up. But anyways, the Washington Commanders have acquired the right to purchase a 200-acre plot of land uh, for a hundred million dollars as a potential site for a new stadium. Uh, however, uh, the stadium is not located in Washington D.C. Oh, I uh, can say the same thing about the Niners, though. They're in Santa Clara. But the, like the plot of land is not located in in Washington D.C. This plot of land is located yeah. in Woodbridge, Virginia. Yeah, I mean, how far is that from DC? Uh, so I don't think it's that far. So let, let, let me let me double check. All right, because I know San Francisco. I know from San Fran to Santa Clara is almost like an hour. So it's not like the Niners aren't legit San Francisco okay, so 49ers. Like, you know, from, from a distance standpoint, it's only like a like a okay. It's supposed to be like a thirty minute drive. Problem is, and this is from people okay. who like are around that area. I've never been. They call this, they call this place the DM. They call this area the DMV because like it is apparently a pain in the ass to get to. To get through, like it's one of those areas oh, like, like we're downtown, down, like 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 Pittsburgh. Maybe I mean I would I, you, you would know I wouldn't know, but like it's one of those it's, areas where like there's traffic no matter what time of day it is. 
And the, no, I just say I was just joking around. No, go ahead. I'll tell you about the Pittsburgh thing real quick after. Go ahead. But yeah, but but anyway. So like, so my my question is because they're already having problem with attendance at FedEx Field. But like, yeah. if you if you build a, a new stadium in a field in a, a place that's even harder to get to than FedEx Field, I don't think you'll, you'll, I don't think it's gonna fix your problem. They're supposed to come if you build it though. <laughs> not for Dan Snyder. I mean, not for Dan Snyder. They don't. But no, I'm joking around because Pittsburgh, there's one spot going in downtown where they have – it's the city of bridges. There's tons of bridges, obviously. Really? And they they have all these, like, signs, but you have to, like, drive, like, up to see them. And then, like, all of a sudden you have to hurry up and, like – you'll be in the middle lane. And it's like, oh, shit, you have to get in, like, three lanes over to make a left. You know what I mean? It's – it's you, you have to – those listening, if, if you've been in Pittsburgh, you know what I'm talking about. It's right by Hinesville. There's a – the bridge there it's just it there's like five different lanes and then there's like so much going on but you'll you'll understand if you've driven it it's just a lot of confusion in one small spot it's easily to miss a turn and then you you miss a turn man you get completely fumbled around <laughs> that's why it's a shit show to drive through there Interesting. anyway Didn't know that. um but yeah yeah a little little you know little but, feather in your cap the more you know my question is like why don't they just build this in dc proper yeah, I don't, I don't understand. There's plenty of room. I mean, I like yeah. I mean, what better way to build hype or like? Not, you know what I mean, not, not to mention, you know, I think Dan Snyder just he might be the worst owner in the NFL right now. Uh, yeah, it For just now. it doesn't seem like he just doesn't. Yeah, you know, I'm sure somebody will trump that. Um, I don't know. It just it seems like you know if you want, you know, if you're invested in a team, like especially if I owned a team, dude, I would bleed that team. Like I I I know what an avid fan I am of my squad. You know what I mean and. I don't even own them. Like I can imagine owning them. It's like it's more. It's more you. You know what I mean. You you have a piece of that. You know. Yeah. It's it's it doesn't seem like he really just gives a shit. You know. No. Well, I me. Mean, I think I think he I think he only cares about the money, which is why I, I, we, we never yeah. talk, we never talked about this. Did you ever hear the story about like him keeping two two separate books? Uh. Uh-uh. So he, what he was doing was uh-uh. he was keeping two because you know when when uh, uh, an away when you have an away team in you have to split the ticket revenue it's like like a 60 like a 60 uh-huh. 30 split what he was doing okay. was they found they found evidence that he was keeping two different books and was reporting a lower number to the other teams so he wouldn't have to pay him as much jeez which yeah wait, like, just like that's, he, that's crazy. And, and that's just like the latest in the list of shitty behavior from Dan Snyder yeah that's just shisty dude yeah, like I, I do not know because like I feel like ev- as eventually he will get forced to sell the team. It's just a matter of like when that's going to happen. It's like, what do you have to do? I mean, Wait, what, 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 do you, what do you have to do? Do, 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 you, have to, you, have, do you have to? Do you have to like smack? A good person. You have to smack Roger Goodell's dog. Like, what do you have to do to lose your team? And, and he'd find a way to like laugh it off, probably Roger Goodell. Probably. Uh, that's that's, that's going to do it for football news. Uh, one thing, one we need to talk about basketball. The state of the NBA playoffs. Uh, that didn't go seven games like I thought, huh? It did not go seven games. Even I, even I, even like I thought. Uh, so, uh, the West Conference uh, Finals has already has already concluded. Um, the Golden State Warriors came in and just smacked the Mavericks. Like they just yeah. like they just like pulled their pants down, and just like smacked them all in the ass. Like this is it was it was an ugly, ugly series. Ended four to one. Only reason they didn't they didn't sweep was because the Mavs had home court advantage on the fourth game, and even then they barely they barely won. Yeah. And it's, and like I'm just I was surprised because I thought the Mavs would be better defensively. Holy shit, I was wrong. 
yeah, just just the wave of momentum to go in and who they beat to get into where you know I mean to the uh, Western Conference Finals. It just just really just shit a brick. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's the Ma- the Mavs ownership should ha- should be very clear on one thing: Luca can't do this all by himself. No, you can't do it solo, man. These are the days where you have to have other players. It's not yeah, uh, they, 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 one they need person a, team. They need a big man. They need like a bona fide like stud at big man. Or at, yeah, at, at center, like, I should say. Like if like if they got if they got Joel Embiid, this team is going to the finals. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just he can't do it by himself. Yeah, no. They, I I feel like they should be looking for uh center help for sure. Uh but but the Warriors are moving on into the finals. And the the East the East finals have been actually the more the more interesting series. Uh, that might be your seven game series. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's going to seven games. Currently tied three to three. Oh, is it really? So I was right. I I don't bitch as you don't pay attention to basketball. But uh, oh, yeah. I, I thought you, I thought you meant yeah. the the other series. <laughs> oh, I said I said oh, both oh, oh you said seven, seven you said seven games. for both. Okay, I'm sorry. So you you were yeah, right yeah, you were yeah. right on one half. So. Uh, oh. Yeah, the, yeah. The Heat and Celtics have literally just been trading blows this entire this entire game. This entire series, I should say. Uh, they are now going into Game Seven. Uh, it's going to be played this Sunday, and it's going to be at Miami. Regardless of that, I'm still going with the Celtics. I think Tatum has been on fire. I will this yeah. entire series. And yeah, and I, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Boston beat Golden State. As much as, as much as I like Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler just stud. He deserves to have a ring. I feel like I feel like this is Tatum's time. Don't yeah. know how they'll do against Golden State, but I feel like I feel like they'll have at least enough mustard to go past the Heat to get to the finals. Yeah, and that's gonna do it for sports. We, we now move on to our trailer talk. Got a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, first thing we're gonna talk about uh, this, this, tra- this is the trailer for. I think we might, might have missed this one. Uh, uh, last time, but either way, we're talking about it now because this is the trailer for Bros. So, Bros is an upcoming romantic comedy. It is actually the first uh, gay romantic comedy made by a major studio. Uh, it's written by Billy Eichner and starring Billy Eichner along with uh, Luke McFarlane, uh, Jim Rash, Bowen Yang, and uh, I think I, I think I saw Dot Marie Jones. Yeah, Dot Marie Jones in this as well. Uh, this is a hard, this is a hard R, gay yeah. romantic comedy. Uh, a hard R, hard R. Uh, Russell, what did you, th- you think of the trailer for Bros? I liked. It. I thought it looked really. I thought it looks really funny. Um, it looks like a comedy that doesn't hold anything back. Um, just it looks like a really really fun time though. I it looks like a movie you definitely laugh your ass off going to see. Yeah, I mean I'm excited. I, I like Billy Eichner a lot. I think the guy's uh, hilarious. I really love to sit on Parks and Rec. He's a very talented dude, and I, you feel the you feel the passion from him on this one. I mean, as being a writer and the star, directed by Nicholas Stoller, who man, he hasn't, he hasn't directed anything in like a long time. I don't think he's directed, yeah. This is his first movie since 2016, Storks. So he hasn't he hasn't actually made a movie in quite some time. So that that hit film, Storks. Everyone's it actually Storks. made money though. It did. No, it made, made it, money. It made yeah. decent money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I mean, I'm I'm definitely interested to see it. Uh, it comes out September 30th, 2022. I wonder if this will be like. Imagine if this is like this is like the gay Black Panther, where it just makes like obscene amounts of money. Be fun. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, every it's theater, like number one in the box office every, for weeks. Yeah, every theater turns into a pride parade. Like <laughs> I think it'd be kind of awesome. 
It's like, dude, we were not expecting that. Like, holy, like, holy shit. All, all of a sudden, the studio, <laughs> studios just start greenlighting all sorts of all sorts of gay of gay movies. Yeah. Uh, next show we're talking about is for 3,000 Years of Longing. So 3,000 Years of Longing is the latest film from director George Miller. He hasn't made anything since Mad Max Fury Road. And this is about a scholar who encounters a genie, or a jinn, I should say. In this, in this uh, culture, it's called the jinn, but it is a genie. Uh, who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom. The conversation in the hotel room in Istanbul leads to consequences neither of them would have expected. Uh, the stars Tilda Swinton as the scholar and Idris Elba as the genie. Like we said, is directed by uh, directed by George Miller. Uh, premiered at uh, the Cannes Film Festival. I think it got reviewed well. Okay, reviewed decently. Uh, but <laughs> Russell, what do you think of the trailer for 3,000 Years of Longing? Did you get A24 vibes on that at all? A little bit, yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit. I was, it was a bit of a grander scale than anything A24 has done, but I, I can I can see the, the parallels. Just because it kind of reminded me of like every everything everywhere all at once, kind of just it, like like just a lot of chaos. Um, but it looks good. I mean, anytime you put, I mean, Tilda Swinton's fantastic in anything she does, and Idris Elba's really been, uh, he's been working, man. Because obviously we'll have another. We'll be talking about him a little bit later too, but. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I think it looks good enough. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely curious enough to see it. It definitely looks like a almost like a fear and loathing in Las Vegas type film too. You know what I mean? Like a bad, like an acid trip or something like that. Looks good though. I'm curious to see it. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, that that is set for a release on. Um, for, so in actual in you know wide for wide release on August 31st, 2022. And speaking of though, well, let's just go into the other trailer of his we have today. Uh, this is Look Beast. Look at that segue. Uh, so Beast, again, stars Idris Elba. He plays a recently widowed husband who returns to South Africa, where he and his wife first met on a long trip with his two teenage daughters. Uh, but then things start going wrong when a lion, a man, a man-hunting lion, starts hunt, starts you know, hunt, starts to stalk them. And this isn't like you know, he's killing to eat. This is like a this is like the lion version of the predator. This is like a lion rampant on like uh, what the hell on I don't know like HGH or some kind of steroids or something or like he's like very very uh, he has like rabies or something crazy lion like like Cujo if he was a lion. Yeah, it's oof, that's intense. Yeah, uh, in addition to Elba, also our Charlotte Copley, which. Uh, I mean, fitting because he is like probably one of the more prominent South African actors. Yeah, I, off the top of my head, I cannot think of another. Oh, Charlie Theron. Charlie Theron, South African. Yeah, she is. Yeah, it's, it's true. Uh, but yeah, uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for uh, Beast? Because you know, I got you, you ever see the Ghost in the Darkness? Absolutely, Val Kilmer and uh, Michael Douglas. I got I got vibes yeah. of that movie in this one. All right, yeah. Only like it's Idris Elba's family, like he's protecting his family, or like I almost I got a little bit of shades of the gray. Yeah, that's kind it. of only like instead of werewolves, the lion. Yeah, and a little bit uh, warmer weather. A little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, you know. But yeah, it's 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 almost like the uh, the hotter version of uh, the gray. Looks fun. I mean, I think it'd be a good fun popcorn flick. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it again. I'll, 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 it, it's Idris Elba. I'll I'll watch Idris Elba do literally anything. <laughs> And this yeah, is this, I mean, this is set for release on August nineteenth, twenty twenty two. Next trailer we're talking about is for Vengeance. So Vengeance is a movie written by and starring and directed by 
The Office is B.J. Novak, which I actually heard about this movie a while back. It was supposed to come out, it was supposed to come out a few years ago, but uh, production got delayed due to COVID. And basically he plays a journalist and a podcaster who travels to Texas to deal with a to investigate the death of a girl who they think he's the boyfriend, but he turns out is not turns out he was not <laughs> this was not as serious as as he as they thought they thought it was. But now but he's uncovering some maybe kinda of like small town conspiracy. Uh features a cast includes again BJ Novak, Boyd Holbrook, Dove Cameron, uh Ashton Kutcher, which where the fuck has he been? <laughs> oh the ranch out oh, the ranch. Yeah. He's been on the ranch, that's where he's been. And, uh, yeah, but what was, what was his questionable sidekick, his questionable sidekick will not be questionable. <laughs> no, he will not and, be. I don't uh, think he'll be in anything anytime soon. Now, Ross, I want to ask you a question. Did you recognize the old lady talking towards the end of the trailer? No, and I'm going to be surprised when you tell me who it is. That way, uh, you didn't recognize good old Matt Saracen's grandma. Oh my God! Was it really? Yeah, I I look at her like, dude. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Holy shit, Grandma Saracen! Where have you been? Grandma Grandma Saracen, Friday Night Lights reference. I love it. Uh, I got to go back and check it out. Yeah. Oh man, that's what a what a treat that is. You don't really you don't see a lot of uh, Friday Night Light stars. But what do you think of the trailer for Vengeance? I I dug it. Uh, I really did. I like how like this whole podcast like they kind of like are gonna let this like pretty much like have a life of its own like to, to investigate this this was this a murder wasn't it i think it's kind of cool I, I like the premise of it i think it's it's kind of neat yeah i think it's i think it looks dope i think i think that it has like yeah. a really cool vibe to it i love the, the dark comedy aspect i think novak looks funny i think ashton kutcher looks awesome in this yeah kutcher's really good like kutcher's really talented yeah i i, I feel like he's more talented than people give him credit for for sure and yeah that is set for a release on June, I'm sorry, July 9th, 29th, 2022. Uh, next show we're talking about is for The Forgiven. Uh, so The Forgiven is a, an upcoming thriller starring uh, now Oscar winner Jessica Chastain and Ray Yes, Fiennes. I did notice that when it said that. Uh, it takes place over a weekend in, in Morocco and explores the reverberations of a random accident that leaves the lives of both the locals and the visitors in you know bit, a bit of turmoil. Like this, are the two of them, in addition to Matt Smith, Kale Landry Jones, and Christopher Abbott. Uh, I mean, I originally I didn't know what the show was going to be because I didn't read, read up about this movie. I, ne- I never heard of it until we saw the trailer. But this actually looks, yeah. this actually looks really sweet, dude. I this is probably one of my favorite trailers that we're that we're talking about. Really, I just I. I love Jessica Chastain and Ray Fiennes. Can we just say like, how has he not have an Oscar yet? I mean, it's it's, it's mind blowing. Like, you know, I I, I, genu- guy, I genuinely believe he is one of the best actors to not have an Oscar right now. Fantastic, yeah, I would absolutely throw him up in a, at least the top three. But it's just it's crazy how how is he not? He always seems to bring his A game no matter what. Um, I love the whole I love the whole vibe of this movie. I really do. Um, yeah, not a, it's like a dark and tw- dark twists and turns and stuff. It's almost like a darker Babel, uh, you know, a, little I mean, bit, a darker yeah. version of Babel. I, I, um, I can see those. Def- definitely on board with this. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this movie for sure. You know what? Ray Fine has another one coming out this year. This was on the list, but like I saw the trailer for it before I saw Men, and it's like this one uh-huh. where he's like a cook and like this like this whole like you know like restaurant thriller. It looked re- it looked really sick. I think it's called The Menu. Hold on, let me, let me find this. Uh, I have to check it out, but it's like he's been great in everything. Like the English Patient, I don't know how he didn't get an Oscar for that. Uh, 
He was great in The Reader. Like, there's so many movies. He, like, Schindler's List. I mean, I, it goes on and on of how many movies he was really, yeah. really fantastic look, in. Look up the trailer for The Menu. That movie looks look sick. The Menu. I have to look it up. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, The Forgiven, because that's, we that's what we were talking about, uh, is set for a release on uh, the 1st of July, 2022. Uh, next show we're talking about is for Devotion. So, you're so predictable, though. By the way, I know exactly where you're going last. I mean, I mean I'm saving all, I'm saving all the bigger ones for last. <laughs> I, I, I know I know who's dead last. So I absolutely know this because I know you. Do you? Okay. Do you That's know? all. I I feel pretty good. Okay. If I'm if I'm gonna if I'm gamble if I went to Vegas, I would stack it on this movie. Okay. Find a find a paper. Write it down. We'll see if you're right. <laughs> You can't change it. You got to go the order you were going to go. Okay, I'll tell. I'll tell. I wasn't going to change it. I was not going to change it. All right, I'll tell. I'll tell you. All right. Uh, so yeah, Devotion is an upcoming war drama, uh, starring Jonathan Majors, Glenn Powell, and Joe Jonas, who I did not see much of in the trailer, but he's yeah, there. I didn't I don't? Yeah. Okay. He's in there somewhere. Sure. Uh, basically about uh, I barely based on a true story and yeah I'm like it's, it's I because they don't say the name of the trail like who the hell is it supposed to be yeah uh, just Jesse L Brown so Jesse Br- Jesse L Brown is actually the very first African American aviator to complete uh, to be a pilot in the Navy okay so yeah uh, very 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 interesting story I'm not I'm not gonna you know say too much about it in case people don't know people don't know I would advise looking up his his you know looking up what he's about if you, or wait for the movie if you, if you don't want to you don't want any uh, potential potential spoilers, I guess. It's, although it's weird to say like spoilers for movies about the life of a real guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it though because it's like you kind of just stay out of it. Just be like you know, the story's already complete, but you just don't want to know it. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's directed by J.D. Dillard, who directed Slight, who was actually was actually pretty good, and Sweetheart, which I didn't see, but apparently is also supposed to be good. Uh, yeah, real up and coming filmmaker. Uh, sorry, some upcoming actors, you know, like I said, Jonathan Majors, Glenn Powell, uh, Russell. What do you think of the trailer for Devotion? I liked it. Um, like, like, well, like you had said, I honestly didn't know who, like, it, who it was about. I knew it was the Navy, obviously, but just didn't know the whole like significance of it. But um, I mean, it looks like a really good film. Um, I definitely want to see it. I always like war films, so uh, you know, especially from a, a young up and comer. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm down. It, it, it does look, uh, it does look pretty good. Yeah, and uh, this is set for it has a very Oscar friendly, re- friendly release date of October twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. It's going to be limited October fourteenth. Going to expand the twenty eighth, which means which, yeah, that's 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 a movie that to me screams confidence. So, oh yeah, like a nineteen seventeen type vibe. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, yeah, that's a great example actually. Uh, next piece need you talking about? Or sorry, next trailer we're talking about is going to be for the Gray Man. So, The Gray Man is a Netflix movie. This is the, I'd say it's the follow-up to, the, the Russo's follow-up to uh, the Avengers Infinity War saga, but it's not. <laughs> they had Cherry before this. Uh, but it does reunite them with their uh, Infinity War and Endgame writers, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Uh, basically, this movie is about Ryan Gosling. He plays a mercenary. Uh, and he accidentally uncovers some dark secrets. When, when that happens, he becomes the primary target, hunted around the world by a psych- psychopathic former colleague, played by Chris Evans. 
Uh, and you know, basically just a manhunt for this guy. Also, he has a cast of features Ana de Armas, Jessica Henwick, Regan Page, Julia Butters, Alfred Woodard, and Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, Russell, what did you think of the trailer for The Gray Man? And I'm, I'm, I dug I, it. And I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some knowledge on you after you say all that. What you got to say? I did. I dug it, dude. I dug the shit out of it with all the special, like the the action scenes look intense. Um, almost got like I did almost get like Winter Soldier esque vibes from it. Obviously, the Russo brothers. I mean, um, it just looks good. It's like a like a like a Michael Bay type action film, man. They they don't waste any time going into the action scenes and the sequences look fantastic. Um, Chris Evans in a porno stash. Uh, We'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> I, wish, I, wish, I wish he'd grow the beard back. Um, but, I really wish he'd grow the beard back for movies because he, he, he has a great beard. He has such a great beard. He has a good, he has a good scruff, man. A good five o'clock shadow. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like the battle, battle of beauty, man. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? You got two, two, two good, two, two good pretty, looking dudes. Two pretty, pretty men. Neither which yeah, ever one sexiest man alive somehow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, but it looks it looks really fantastic. Uh, I think it looks like a, one of those adrenaline type films. Um, Hopefully, with the Netflix uh, release, hopefully it's uh, hopefully it delivers, you know. Yeah, and uh, you want we want some knowledge on this. Can't wait. This is the most expensive Netflix movie ever made. It looks it. I mean, it's not a surprise. It definitely looks it. That's why I even said it. Michael Bay esque film. Does it look like two hundred like million dollars though? Does it look like how much? Does it look like two hundred million dollars though? I mean, I don't know about that, but I mean, it looks expensive. It looks like a big. Well, because that, like that's what it, that's what it costs. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. What it costs. That is. Although people, people, people talked about it, I, I don't think all that went to the movie because you know because because there's no box office, they don't pay back in, so they pay a lot of that up front. Well, and so then a so, lot of that's probably going to go to Gosling and Evans, but I'm it, sure, it, to secure it, it, those exactly. guys and the Russos. Exactly. So chances are they. Uh, so chances yeah. are uh, Gosling and Evans got. Paid, <laughs> and, so, and, so, and so did Netflix paying Russos too. So I think a lot of that is in in the talent you have in there too. But you know, I I, t- I totally gonna see this in theaters. I would have gone to see it in theaters. I would absolutely have gone to see this in theaters. Like I mean, come on, I liked Ambulance, man. Come on, <laughs> and, Ambulance uh, was fun. Did you see Did you see Men? By the way, I did. Yeah, I just talked. I just we talked to about talk it. About that. So. I just talked about it earlier. Uh, did <laughs> like like, like, did five, you? We like really... five minutes ago? I just I just mentioned I saw Men. I saw the menu trailer. Oh. The menu trailer? No, 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 no. I, I, no, the, the the movie's called the menu. I saw it in front of men. Oh, 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 oh yeah, men. I, that boy, that was that was that was something, huh? That was something. That was that was a movie. We we have to talk about that sometime. I feel like yeah, it's just whew. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, the Gray Man set for release on July fifteenth, twenty twenty two. Uh, next show we're talking about. So it's a. It's a second trailer, it's, so it's kind of a repeat, but you know we do get some, some new footage, new point of view. Uh, this is the second trailer for Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, so this is, of course, the fourth film in the Thor franchise. We already had the first trailer. They're keeping that sweet child of mine motif going on. But this one, we do get some more insight into, you know, some more, some more character stuff, some more dialogue. And uh, we got our first look at the villain. Uh, so, yeah, this is, a, you know, this is the continued adventure of Thor from the Avengers and Thor films. Uh, of course, this time he is joined along the way with Natalie Portman, who is the mighty Thor. Uh, she gets the power to Thor by, getting, by picking up the hammer and picking up some weights, because like, I, will, I will continue to say it. She just she got in shape for this, and I applaud that. I applaud her commitment. Dude, she lo- she lo- looks beautiful, yeah. She, lo- she, 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 could, she could punch my teeth out any day. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's Queen of Naboo, man. Yeah, not messing around with that. But uh, but also uh, jumping in for this one is the villain. We got our first look at Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. So like, yeah, bringing got... the machinist Christian Bale back. <laughs> the machinist or <laughs> almost the, look... or the fighter Christian Bale. He looks really really thin. Like he's been aired out to dry for a little bit, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm I'm surprised they went this way because there's actually, actually funny. There's a there's a villain in Thor comics called the Minotaur. Basically, like he's a he's a Minotaur, but he transformed into a human form. It's like this like sleek '80s business guy. And I'm like that's still yeah. that's per, that's perfect for Bale. But I do like that they're bringing Gore the God Butcher because I do think that he has a really cool story. Like in you know, in case you didn't know, I know you don't. Uh, this is an, this is a guy. He's an he's an alien uh, whose family is his family is murdered right in front of him. And he just like uh-huh. okay, he's like okay, there are no gods. And he's like, oh wait, there are gods. They're just not doing anything. And then he finds this like alien sword, and then just goes around and just starts killing gods. Oh, uh, so it becomes like an anti-god. Yeah, that's basically like what's what what his whole thing is about. And I think I, I think he looks right, cool though. No, he he looks excellent. I think done right, that that villain could just have like this incredible pathos. And this is like this incredible arc, and like just such great motivation. I'm 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 excited by the prospect of Christian Bale playing this character in a movie. I'm I'm I think this could look really awesome. Um, this could be really. I'd awesome. be happy we also, with a we Korg, also got our. So good. I said I'd be happy with a Korg movie. Oh man, I love him. Just Korg. I just Korg is just so cool. I just I, I, I do don't like know, Korg. man. I, I do like Korg. Korg is funny. He is just—he's really—he brings that comedic relief, dude. I love it a lot. Not only that, we saw a first look at one of our boys, Russell, Mister Three Point One Four himself, Russell Crowe oh, yeah. as Zeus. There he is. Who I thought was only going to be a cameo. I guess he's like his name on the poster, so I'm guessing he's probably a bigger part in this movie. I'm glad. Good. Good for you, man. I'm glad you got that. Good for you before you end up in that god awful Craven movie. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I think it's interesting to bring to bring him in just because, or bring in the character is just because you know, Zeus is basically the Odin of Greek mythology. So like, what's what's that dynamic going to be like between him and Thor? So, yeah, definitely excited to to see how that plays out. And excited to see this movie. Shit, I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready for it. Uh, and this is releases on July eighth of twenty twenty two. Next year we're talking about. You know, this is this, this guy is hot right now. It's funny because this trailer actually leaked online before it got released. Pu- before it got released publicly, it got, re- it got leaked online. Uh, it was it was like this like j- like this like German YouTube that like didn't label it right, so no, so nobody ever found it. Well, I found it. Uh, I found it. I found it before it got officially released, and I got to experience it before everybody else did. I'm like, this is gonna be something special. We got the first trailer for Mission Impossible. Dead. See, I thought you were gone. No, no, that was the last one. I really thought you would do that. Was Knowing it? you and Tom Cruise, I just, I, know, I, I, know. I was like, this is it. It, 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 it. It's, it's smart money. We, we got some other stuff to talk about because you know we're doing celebration stuff. I, I got you. I, I see the segue you were doing, but if it was a movie and it, if we didn't have Disney Plus stuff, if, that would have been the last one. If we didn't have our last two, this would have been the last one for sure. I got you. See, I, that's that's kind of where I was at with it. But anyway, this is our first look at the two parts. Fin- maybe finale. I don't know. They, they haven't said this is gonna be the last one. But it feels like the finale. Oh yeah. So I'm sorry. Uh, this yeah. The, well, the first part of the last two mi- will, will be the last two Mission Impossible. But will be the last two times we see Tom Cruise as the character of Ethan Hunt. Um, not a lot of story in this one, but we do get a good look at uh, Henry Zerny as uh, Kitteridge, who was the director of the IMF, 
who was who was in the first Mission Impossible. So like they're tying it all back together. It feels and yeah, it feels yeah. like he's kind of the villain of this movie. <laughs> At least one of. A little bit, yeah. In addition to him, he's got a cast that includes like I said, Tom Cruise, Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, all coming back from the from the previous films. Vanessa Kirby's coming back into this one, and joining got Haley Atwell and Isai Morales, among others. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning? Come on, man, we got Tom Cruise running. He looks younger. He looks even younger. I mean, is this is this even a thing? Is we've, this, like, we've it's got, Scientology water, dude. We've got Tom Cruise, maybe his shortest hair yet, so it's getting real. Aging backwards now. This is, uh, I don't know if it's a Scientology water, man, but uh, I, I'll drink it. I would drink that, man. You look like <laughs> that at that age. Crazy. Um, this looks fun, though. This, this this does absolutely look like a great time. Yeah. Granted, it, it's, it's, it's no can't fight the friction, but it still looks pretty sweet. <laughs> And I will say, yeah, and it looks like the uh, motorcycle scene the, off the cliff is going to be the big, the big stunt. Maybe it could could be that, could be the train, we don't know. But uh, I will say, as much as this movie does look awesome, as much I'm looking forward to it, that title still sucks. <laughs> that title does still suck. Yeah, we definitely could have done a lot better with the title. I mean, you could just, just, uh, just, just yeah. call it just call it Reckoning. Like, there's no need for dead. Just just say just say Reckoning. Mission Impossible Reckoning. I could deal with that. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's just unnecessary words after that. Dead reckoning. What, like, what, okay. So, like, is, is next one be, like, live reckoning? Like, living reckoning? But either way, I'm looking forward to this. This is set for a release on July 14th, 2023. And uh, moving on, uh, Star Wars Celebration is actually going on as we speak. And we did get uh, to open the festivities, to open the, the, uh, the convention. Uh, we did get some trailers for some upcoming Lucasfilm projects. Uh, first of which we're going to talk about is for the Willow TV show. So this is the uh, continuation of the popular 1988 film. Yeah, I say popular. It, it it does have a lot of fans. And basically, this is about a princess who assembles a party to join her on her quest to rescue her twin brother. Called 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 classic. Yeah, sure. Uh, anyways, uh, features Warwick Davis returning as the titular Willow. As well as my upcomers, such as Aaron Kellyman, who was in Solo, as well as Falcon Winter Soldier, Antonio Valori, also from the MCU. And there's also a word that uh, Joanna, uh, Joanne Wally uh, from the first film will be reprising her role. Uh, so, Russell, uh, first of all, how do you feel about the original Willow? And secondly, are you looking forward to this show? It's been so long since the original Willow. I was probably like a kid when I watched it. I, I, re- I don't remember a whole, whole lot about it. I probably need to go back and revisit it, but definitely got the nostalgic vibes. I think a lot of people my age got. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. I definitely need to. I need to rewatch the first one though. It's been, you know, the only thing. I definitely need to rewatch it though because it's been a long, long time. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to this just because you know I think the first one. I think it's. I think it's a pretty fun movie. I actually watched it fairly recently. It holds up. Holds up well enough. And yeah, this is set for release on Disney Plus. Uh, episodes will start streaming. It's gonna be a weekly show. That's what they do. Uh, it's going to premiere on November 30th, 2022. And last trailer we're talking about. Uh, this is the latest trailer for Star Wars TV. This is the first trailer for Andor. So Andor is the television spinoff of Cassian Andor, who's played by Diego Luna from Rogue One. He does reprise his role in this film, along with Genevieve O'Reilly, who played Mon Mothma in Rogue One. Uh... 
and basically this is going to be about so, so five years before the myth of Rogue One, it's going to follow the Rebel spy Cassian Andor during the formative years of the Rebellion. Uh, it's, first season consists, consists of 12 episodes, and it looks like they've already been renewed for a season two. Again, scream, which screams a lot of confidence. Uh, Tony Gilroy was well, actually a big creative force behind this. So, uh, Russell, what do you, you think of this trailer? I dug it. Definitely get the Star Wars-esque vibes. Um, I like how they're carrying a lot, like obviously carrying on with his character. Definitely a, um, a fan favorite in the uh, Rogue One movie. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to put this all together. Yeah, no, I, I am too. Again, I really liked Diego Luna a lot. I'm glad he's getting another chance with this character. But again, not that not that I didn't like Rogue One. I loved Rogue One, but I'm glad that he's getting to explore that character some more in this kind of format. And holy shit, like this show like looks incredible. Like just from just from like a just from like a budgetary and like scale it look, perspective, it, yeah. lo- it, it looks movie quality. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the great thing about it. It looks like this is going to go to the big screen. Absolutely, and yeah. Andor is set to start. The first season of Andor will start streaming on August thirty first, twenty twenty two. All right, that is it for trailer talk. We now move on to notorious news. Uh, first story today. You know, we got to st- you know got to start uh, with the ones we lost, and we lost a big one today, and one I felt like we kind of took for granted. Uh, Ray Liotta, and it's shockingly, Ray Liotta passed away. Uh, guy was only sixty seven years old, Nick. I'm not even sure if they released cause of death. I mean, he must have been—he must have been sick. I think, like, I think it was like an accident. We heard something, but uh, yeah, really. I thought, good. I thought they said that he died naturally in his sleep. I don't know. I could be wrong. Did he? Maybe, maybe he did. I'm not positive. Uh, actually, no. There's there's no word on what the cause of death was. But either way, uh, Ray Liotta, a guy who I mean, most most easily most well known for Goodfellas, but had this incredible body of work, including you know. Uh, Field of Dreams and Identity, Killing Him Softly, Marriage Story, Copland. This is a guy who was just in the business for a long time, and one of those guys who was just like reliably, reliably great. You know, one of those guys who would just come in and just be just. You you're always excited to see him pop up in something. He had a good sense of humor about himself, and he was just like this, this like phenomenal, phenomenal actor. Yeah, always played a great villain. Um, Grand Theft Auto, Vice City was a voice in that video game. Um, this man, this is a guy that was just like you said. You know, he worked. He was like in everything. Like he'd show up in the, the smallest movies, but it was just really cool to see him. Really a great actor. Uh, definitely way too soon that we lost him, but uh, you know, we have a great catalog that he's he's left for us. So uh, yeah, Goodfellas obviously is probably the one he's going to be remembered most by. Yeah. So uh, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. You will surely not be forgotten. Uh, next thing we're talking about, uh, well, it's pretty success of a film. Uh, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once is now the number one uh, A24 film of all time at the domestic box office. It's being beaten out, uh, you know, around the world. I think, uh, I think, Hereditary holds that title. I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that. But either way, at least in the states, everything, everywhere, all at once is the number one. Have you, have you seen this movie yet, Russell? I have. Um, I did enjoy it. Um, definitely an A twenty four esque film, but just great performances. It was one of those movies you have to watch. I, I'm probably gonna have to watch it several other times just to kind of really soak in that environment. Oh uh, yeah, no, I I adore I adore this film. It's my favorite thing I've seen this year so far. I'm definitely looking for. I mean, I'm 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 happy for the crew. I'm happy for everybody. And I think this 
I think the come Oscar time, this could be a big player just because, you know, it is the thing everybody's talking about. It is the thing that, like, this is the movie of the year so far. Like, it's the thing, it's like the movie. So yeah. I think, like, it could maintain that hype all the way until come Oscar time. So, congratulations to the creative team behind everything we're all at once. Uh, next piece we're talking about uh, there is an Ocean's Eleven prequel in the works uh starring margot robbie directed by jay roach who she did work with on bombshell and basically going she's going to be playing danny ocean's mom and basically uh, showing how you know <laughs> everything's got to have an origin everything's got to have a story I showing mean, how you know they were just criminals from the beginning <laughs> russell what do you think of the oceans 11 uh oceans 11 prequel featuring margot robbie sure i mean kind of what you said i think everything has to have a prequel nowadays it's not a not a movie if it doesn't have a prequel right um yeah yeah. pre spin-offs what 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 are you doing i mean we did oceans eight i mean that was what i mean okay sure why not (laughs) i mean mean, yeah that's the attitude okay sure why not i'm down whatever i enjoyed oceans eight by the way i really did but i mean it, it is what it is just just watch Widows. <laughs> just just yeah. watch Widows instead. Yeah, yeah, you could. Uh, but anyways, next piece you're talking about. Uh, there is a Daredevil. There's a new Daredevil series in the works over at Disney Plus. Uh, this will be the in-universe version. I mean, not that. I mean, not that the Netflix stuff doesn't count, but it doesn't. At least on at least on Feige's mind. That's me, and, that, and, that, and that's not me saying. That's 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 him saying that when he cast. Marshali is blade. Like, okay, Netflix, fuck, it doesn't matter. That was that was uh, just a fun little fun little practice session we had, I guess. I mean, like, okay, <laughs> you tried Netflix. Let's 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 show you how it's really done. Um, but yeah, so we're getting a Netflix series from the writers of Covered Affairs, which is interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to see this as someone who did watch the original Daredevil series, at least the first two seasons. I didn't, I didn't watch season three because I was a little burnt out on those shows. Because like there's 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 such an investment. They're so they're so long, thirteen episodes. It uh, is, and I, I think that's why I never got through the first season. I think my wife and I watched like maybe four or five episodes. I enjoyed it, um, but uh, you know what? Guilty pleasure. I still enjoy the Ben Affleck film. I really do. Really? Yeah, and and it's probably it's probably really bad to rewatch it, but uh, I just ah, come on, Evanescence, man. Come on. That's a, that's a, Evanescence. Uh, Evanescence. <laughs> <laughs> that training scene, that that scene, man. I don't know, dude. Who's dropping? Who's dropping those? Sand- we got to talk about Daredevil. Who's dropping those sandbags? Yeah. <laughs> then you have Colin uh, Farrell. Come on, Bullseye. Uh, next piece you're talking about uh, the Garfield movie, starring Chris Pratt as a titular character, is continuing its streak of just what the fuck, what the fuckery. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson has been cast in the movie. And he's playing Garfield's dad. How's that taste, mother- motherfucker? <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> How is this project real? I don't know, but you I know don't... what? The, the addition of Samuel L. Jackson raises the stakes. I will tell you, I will be, I will definitely be seeing this movie on a Monday. Whenever it comes out, I will definitely be seeing it on a Monday. Just because. I... Okay. You can't see it on opening week. You can't see it on Monday. It should open on Monday. Maybe it will. <laughs> Maybe it will. Who knows? Um, and, and, and also in the, in the realm of actors who are way too good for the project they signed up for, Rita Moreno has joined the cast of Fast X. Uh-oh. And get this, Russell. 
She is playing Dominic Toretto's grandmother. Of course. It's all about family. It's all about family. Despite how implausible. So you're telling me that that, that Rita Moreno has the genes that produced uh, produced Vin Diesel. And John Cena. And John Cena. How the fuck does this work? Jordana Brewster is probably the one that uh, got the best out of them all, I'm sure. I mean, if I, if we're if we're uh, that's one that makes sense. Jordana Brewster's yeah, she's she's aged perfectly, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, who thought that that was a great thing? John Cena and and Vin Diesel become brothers. They just you could have put a little bit more work into that brother that we never heard about until now. It's like it's just convenient that we need to bring him up now because we just because Dude. we need. We've been doing this movie for 20 years, never heard a word it's about like the, Jacob Toretto. It's like, hmm, The Rock is not going to make any more films. We need to put in a, we need to bring in another big wrestler. Who could we bring in? Hmm, John Cena. John, John Cena, let's do it. Sign it. I like it. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's the thing that's happening. Another thing that's happening, uh, the Tim Burton Wednesday Adam show starring Jenna Ortega is going to premiere this fall. This will be a spinoff focusing all on Wednesday Adams uh, about uh, when you know she's going to school, she's solving murders. So Jenna Ortega as Wednesday. Also features Louis Guzman as Gomez Adams and Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia Adams. Uh, Tim Burton is on as a producer, probably going to direct a few episodes as well. Uh, Russell, are you, are you excited for the Wednesday Adams show? Yeah, I mean, if they premiered on a Wednesday. <laughs> if only. <laughs> I mean, you have to bring it out every Wednesday. It's like you don't, you, they don't premiere it on a Wednesday. It's a missed opportunity. You just have to do it. Like Chance and I can yeah. like, just just like let us take care of it. We we got you. We get it. Like just just hire us to do marketing and, and release strategies for films. I mean, we come up with we come up with some really cool shit, some really funny shit. So I think that would be it'd be who of you to do that. But um, yeah, I I, I like Wednesday. Um, Adams is a character. I think you could do so much with her. So. We'll see what happens. Luis Guzman is fucking Gomez, man. That's his, oh, that's funny shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, next, next piece, next story we're talking about, uh, the Bong Joon-ho's Bong Joon follow-up to Parasite is heating up. Uh, not only was it announced prior that Robert Pattinson will be starring in the film, uh, it's got some uh, people to fill, some people to star alongside him because movies don't star one, one person, Russell, unless you're all is lost or cast away. Uh, you mentioned the end of the volleyball. Yeah, but... Uh, again, plot's under wraps, but uh, joining our patents on this journey will be Mark Ruffalo, Tony Collette, and Naomi Aki. And that's just for now. We don't know who else is doing this, but... T- Tony yeah. Collette's, like, legit everywhere. She is, like, everywhere. Because, like, we, we're, we're watching The Staircase. We're four episodes into the HBO Max show, um, and she played the wife. So we're, in, we're watching that. And, yeah, she's everywhere, man. Really crazy. But uh, great actress. Uh, yeah, but either way, what do you think of these additions to uh, to uh, Bong Joon Ho's next film? Yeah, I mean, when you add Ruffalo, you add Tony Collette, yeah, for sure. Um, it, it, plus, I mean, the hype's real after Parasite. You know, did fantastic. It was one of both of our favorite films of the year. Um, yeah, I'm definitely on board. Anything he does, I'm kind of I'm itching to see what what he got now. You know, what I mean, after obviously Parasite. Yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to that. Something else I'm looking forward to is The Hood. Uh, so The Hood is an upcoming movie from director Paul Greengrass. Uh, it's going to be about a it's going to be about, a movie about the England Peasants' Revolt. Uh, he's writing it based on his original script, and he already got an actor 
said to, to star in the film, Mr. Bet two time Academy Award nominee nominee, Benedict Cumberbatch. I was thinking he usually likes Matt Damon in his movies too. <laughs> what, what the what the fuck's he know about England? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Not, Get nothing. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> but yeah, no, we, you hear the you hear the combo of Green Grass plus Cumberbatch. You know, is that that intrigue? Because it intrigues me. Because oh, I mean, as a filmmaker, that I'm, I, I I I like a lot. I think he's pretty underrated. But he, yeah, Karen Cumberbatch, excited. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Paul Greengrass. I think he's very, what well, he did like what United ninety three uh, Green Zone. I think he did with uh, Matt Damon. That's why I was joking around with that. Um, you know, but, uh, I know, I know. Yeah, he just uh, he's he's a really good he's he is like a really low key f- filmmaker. You don't really hear a lot about him. Um, anything anytime you have Benedict Cumberbatch is just fantastic. Anything he does, a really 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 great actor. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm absolutely curious to see what they can come up with together. Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see how that works out. And yeah, he he's something like he adds a lot of prestige to anything he does. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, and uh, we got some stuff coming out of Star Wars Celebration, which, as we mentioned uh, earlier, is going on this weekend. Uh, we got some announcements of some, you know, some returning shows and some new shows. So, uh, returning in the returning category. Actually, before we get into that, there's one more story I forgot. I forgot. Uh, so, uh, there was an announced that Joe, that uh, True Detective season four is moving forward, and it's going to have Jodie Foster oh, yeah. as the lead. So, you ever seen True Detective, Russell? I have not. Uh, I know it's a big shocker. Um, what Mahershala Ali was in one of them wasn't Vince Vaughn in the first season. So, no, uh, McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson were season one. Was Vince and Vaughn not in one? Two. No, season, he was season two. Season two. Okay, then Marshall Holly was in one of them. He was in season three. He was the lead of season three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know who the leads were. I heard McConaughey. I probably should watch it because I like McConaughey. Yeah, he he's he's excellent in the first season. I probably should watch that. And my, my buddy Tommy was talking about that when it came out. I just never, never got around to it. That's on HBO Max, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I would assume so. Um, yeah, it's something I got. I got to check out. Jodie Foster's fantastic. So I, yeah, I might try to. Is it? Does it just kind of like reset? Like it so just it, it just follows somebody it, else or what? It, it's an it's an anthology series. So like every season is like following a new story. So you can totally like you know okay. like pick and choose. When you want to watch oh cool okay then i might actually watch this uh i've been trying to get better with uh, some of these um shows i know we're juggling like i said the staircase and um the flight attendant so uh yeah we yeah, need to get on uh, this one it's both on hbo max yeah i'm excited, I'm excited to see uh excited to see this come, this come out again uh and also make it the first like woman to lead a, a season of this show yeah. McAdams was McAdams was the main character in the second season, but like she, like she's at like Jodie Foster could be at the forefront. I mean, so. it's, what what better person? I mean, it's Jodie Foster, you know. Yeah, and uh, and uh, next thing, like I said, we're gonna talk about some some of the news that came out around Star Wars Celebration is happening this weekend. Like we said, uh, so in the world of television, which is where they're putting a lot of that's where they're putting a lot of the eggs in their basket. A lot of their eggs in their basket. A lot of the eggs in their current basket are currently sitting in the basket of TV. I guess I'll say it like that. <laughs> um, so, just don't uh, put those if, eggs out in the sun. You don't want them to melt. Do not put yes. Do not put if the they're eggs chocolate. Out in the sun. If, if, they're, if they're chocolate eggs, of course. Or regular eggs. Don't put regular eggs out in the sun either. Yeah, you don't want to get them scrambled. Yeah. 
Uh, well, first of all, it was announced that uh, Man- The Mandalorian Season 3 and Ahsoka will both be premiering in 2023. The third season of Mandalorian will be premiering in around February of 2023. Not a shocker, yeah. Uh, we did get an announcement of a new show. Uh, we, talk- we talked about how John Watts was going to be working on a Star Wars show. We got word of, that- of what that's going to be. It's going to be called uh, Sc- Star Wars Skeleton Crew. Uh, it's going to be no what what this is, is going to be set after, I believe it's set after the uh, Return of the Jedi Mando timeline. Nice. Uh, and it's go- and it is going to be about uh, a group of it's going to be about a group of young kids, but it's not a kids show. And Jude Law is going to be in this series. What? Gattaca's own. Gattaca's own. <laughs> good. Yeah, that, that's good. Good stuff. Yeah, we also got word of a new uh, and a new. Uh, we actually get word of an actual children's show. This is going to be a, a Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. It's going to be a High Republic era show. The original series follows younglings as they study the ways of the Force to become Jedi's compassion, self-discipline, teamwork, patience, friendship. Uh, you know, little, little of those morals. It's going to be uh, debuting on both Disney Plus and Disney Junior in the spring of 2023. So you know, one for them, one for us. Just until Order sixty six comes out and they're slaughtered. Hey, it's higher public event. That's not going to happen. <laughs> a long, long time. Previously no, on no, Young no, Younglings. No. Previously no, on. No. <laughs> no, execute Order sixty six. <laughs> uh, and uh, only thing we got in the world of like only hard conversation we got in the world of movies aside from that piece that Ryan Johnson trilogy is still happening. That was, but that was in the Vanity Fair piece. Uh, Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy confirmed that the next Star Wars film up will be the one direct, directed by Taika Waititi. Again, no word on what that is or what's coming out, but that's but apparently his is the next one up. Uh, so yeah, it looks like they're, the future Star Wars is firmly like in on streaming right now. Yeah, but I feel like you know, give it give it time, give people some time to you know, because you know, uh, Rise of Skywalker was not the best received. I liked it, but I know it wasn't the best received as far as like you know, critically or audience as a whole. So I think you, you give audience time to cool, you know, do some stuff on TV because stuff on TV is uh, genuinely great. Um, yeah, and you know, we, I I think that audience will be much more receptive to movies once again. No, oh, no, I agree. I, I mean, I like the Rise of Skywalker. I, mean, I like it better. Obviously, this is going to get a lot of hate on you, but I liked it better than Last Jedi. I know. Um, just not just not a Last Jedi fan, dude. I just fucking ugh. Um, I don't know. Just something about it, man. I don't know. Anyway. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> that's a, that's a conversation for another time. I think we can both agree much rather watch Last Jedi than what we actually had to watch for this week. Oh, absolutely. So let's get let's pull this band-aid off. Yeah, let's just get let's just get into it. So yeah, we and you know, if you want to hear our thoughts about the version of Independence Day, luckily this is the one movie on the poll that we did review the first one. You can go back and check that out. We we reviewed that last year. Favorably, uh, of course. Favorite, but yeah, we, we we both said the first one was it, it was dumb, but it was it was a fun sci-fi popcorn movie. Yeah, this one uh, we'll, we'll and as well about. as it did, as well as that one did. Let me, let me pull up some numbers for you. The first one that did numbers. did fucking bonkers. Yeah, the first 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 one did gangbusters. Let me just see. What was the number uh, one? Yeah. Just a reminder. Uh, uh, first one brought in eight hundred seventeen point four million against a seventy-five million dollar budget. I think it was a number one movie in ninety-six. I mean, if I was a safe assumption. Yeah, that would. I can't, I can't see anything that would have beat it. Ninety-six. No, I, I'm pretty sure that was number one. It had to have been. 
It had to be. I can't, I can't think of anything that would, anything that would top it. But anyways, you would think after a box return like that, a studio would be jumping at, at the opportunity to do a sequel, right? I mean, uh, not exactly. You know what? We're going to wait 20 years and see if the hype's still yeah. real. Because it would take them 20 years to crank out a sequel to this. Yeah, just... Ugh. Anyway. Was it, was it worth the wait? I think you know the answer. But let's discuss why. <laughs> uh, this is Independence Day Resurgence. So, automatically you can tell we're already in trouble. Because it starts off with aliens just watching the first Independence Day. And listening to that hype up speech that President Whitmore it's not gives. Like, it's not listening like to audio. It's not like it's not like it's not like it's a little to the left. No, this is straight up stock footage from the first Independence Day. Yeah, and it's like this is when you know we're really in trouble when we have to dig up that nostalgia factor. Um, God, it just you know you're you're you know you're in for it when you have to hear this in the beginning. Definitely moved a little to the left. As as we see, the twenty years have done the earth pretty fucking well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After the con- after the conflict of the first film, the world decided to put away its petty differences and come together to form one utopian society, even integrating alien technology into their own. Sure. And we're and we're so progressive that we actually have a female president. Long t- takes an alien invasion for us to finally get a woman in the White House. Jeez. <laughs> Played by Stella Ward, no less. Now, you might be thinking, uh, where is Will Smith? Either a character from the first film, well, I mean, people want to see him fight aliens again. It would, only make, it would only make sense that you would what? <laughs> yeah, we all know you, you want him back, so where is he? Oh, well, he's right there, of course. And oh, again, no. yes, oh. rather, than, rather than Will Smith, uh, we got Will Smith declined. <laughs> the opportunity to reprise his role in this film, which, I mean, it's pretty bad when you decide to do the, we decided to do Suicide Squad and Collateral Beauty instead of this. Collateral Beauty wasn't bad. It was I better mean, than, better than Suicide Squad. Yeah, but like, I think, it, I think it is funny because like, we talked about this when we talked about Jaws 4, where like, they just like hang on the picture. The picture, yeah. <laughs> um, you, yeah. Smith, like, well, he's right there. He's right there and then all of a sudden it's like, no, it's like you have to like, you kill him off? Like, it's like, why? Why? You don't have to. Yeah. Well, yeah, the only reason they killed him off is because he didn't, he didn't want to come back. That's a dumb. But even then, you, you know, it's like, say he like went to a wormhole and never came back. Yeah. Or he just like, yeah. Or he come just back. went, you can make up a different storyline. He went and did something else. He's out like helping or just like living a low key life now or something, you know? Bottom line. I think, I think, I think what's one of the biggest problem with this, with this one. It's like, we brought back all your favorite characters, except your favorite character. <laughs> And the fact that they, well. But they also the, just don't, you know, they don't replace him with anybody as good as Will Smith. No, and, and that's the other thing. Like, yeah, you're going to get sprinkled in with your, you're going to get your Vivica, you know, your Vivica A. Foxes, your Judd Hirsch's and stuff like that. Oh, that's great nostalgic and stuff like that. Even Brett Spiner's in it. You know, you get your cool, you know, 1996 vibe on, but it's just like, I don't know. I think you, they're just really just. I think Emmerich's just trying to do this deliberately, just to try to appease, or like, you know, what I mean, the 1996 crowd that's that's seeing this. Yeah. So like, anyway, so yeah. Well, again, Will Smith not being in here, massive, massive problem. Oh, huge! It's the big red flag in the in the whole replaced by his kids. So like, the, the the void of him is replaced by uh, his son from the first one. Yeah. Uh, played played this time by Jesse T. Usher, who an actor who I've seen do good work again. 
watch the boys you want to know what I'm talking about. He is excellent in the boys. Yeah. Here he's he is just he is just blank. He is like vanilla. He's very like plain sheet of paper, very boring. Um and I, I and you credit that with the writing of the script though. Um it's just I, it's it, it's like this direct. He has he has one line in this where I'm just like, holy shit, dude. Like near the end of the movie when he's trying to like talk and like give up like a like a like a hoorah speech or whatever, and it's like, oh my god, yeah. like really? So yeah, like yeah, Jesse Asher is not good. I don't blame him. I don't blame him for this movie entirely. No, no. Well, in other, in other films, but like this, this is this ain't it, fam. This ain't it. No, this is definitely not it. Another problem you notice. Speaking speaking of the writing, we'll talk about this right now. Another problem you notice, especially early on, so much exposition. Too much exposition. It's very like, um yeah. Like the characters have to establish themselves. Like, like for example, like we like we cut to the like we cut to the moon. We meet another one of our main characters, Liam Hemsworth, uh, playing Jake, who he has to say like he has to like say like, oh man, he's like, well, one more month of my sentence, am I right, buddy? And then like his 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 homie, his co-pilot, is like, how do you think I got here? A valedictorian of, of, of the youngest valedictorian of our class, uh, sitting here on the moon, drilling something. It's like, dude. Who the f- like, why are you telling people things that you they already know? Like yeah, this is not natural dialogue. Yeah, it's it's just uh, a lot. A lot of this dialogue is just very unnecessary. And again, the first the first the first film was pretty dial pretty like exposition heavy in the first half too. But they at least had some like more memorable characters than this. Oh yeah, for sure. At least better acting. Yeah, and definitely better acting. And also, like, just, like, less cliche, less, less cliche stuff. I mean, this stuff would have been cliche in 1996. But, like, you know, this whole thing where, like, you know, the, the satellite's falling, or, like, this, like, the satellite thing's falling, and then, like, they all retreat, but, you know, uh, Hemsworth fixes it, but he fixes it in a way that's outside of protocol. Yeah. And, like, you just don't, and, like, he gets the exact same talk you would expect, where it's like, you disobeyed orders. You're just damn fine flying. <laughs> Actually, actually, they don't, they don't even compliment me. It's like, you know, fuck you, dude. Like, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> fine. <laughs> fuck you, Chin Han. Yeah. <laughs> what I do to you? Uh, we, then, we, we, we then meet, uh, again, more of our main characters. That's also, that's also the problem. There are, too, there are too many characters in this one. Yeah, and it's it's just, it's it, it's hard to keep track of all, all these characters. I mean, William, William Fickner as the, as, as the general of the United States Air Force, who again, like just comes off to spout out more exposition. Like we got these aliens, you know, we've had them for 20 years. They, we've, had them, we've had them for 20 years. They, uh, they're, they're now partying. It's almost like they cut his character from Armageddon kind of in there too. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But then we got to cut some more characters. The most unceremonious reveal, uh, Jeff Gold just suddenly shows up. Yeah, and it's it's, it's kind of... And that's like the not, thing. It's it's not, not a big deal. Yeah, it's not as it should be because, dude, he was like you know the huge protagonist in in, in the first one. You know, um, and just the main character of the first one. And you just don't you don't feel it, dude. You're just like, eh. Oh, it's Jeff he's Goldblum. Just like he just dropped it. Like, oh yeah, he's here. He's here. Whatever. Like, no like, fanfare. Eh. No build up. No nothing. You're just like he's. Yeah. It's like, bro, you got to build it up, dude. Like, yeah, you can build it up, and you got to build up uh, Whitmore too, dude. It's just like I don't know. It's just not good. Oh, I forgot to mention, yeah, Whitmore's daughter is a big part of this, played by Micah Monroe. Uh, Mae Whitman was May Whitman uh, portrayed the character in the first film, who still acts. I don't know why they didn't bring her back, but at the same time, you, you think you want to be I, on that? I, I mean, you think so? But at the same time, I, I respect May Whitman, Whitman too much to put her in this. 
or the fact that she said, "Oh my God, this is like a sinking ship. I don't want any part of it." Yeah, I feel like she. I feel like she. I feel like she just wasn't asked. She should have been asked. I. W- I would hope she'd say no, but yeah. she'd at least been asked. Yeah, I, I would say so. But anyways, with Goldblum, we also get injured to the worst character in the film, the accountant. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, what, yeah, what the, what, yeah what it's uh, it's the Goldblum sidekick, man, right? Yeah, Floyd is yeah. like the guy. He's like his accountant, and he's like he just yeah. gets to be in the movie. Like you think he's only gonna be like for a short scene? No, he's in the entire runtime. Yeah, and like cut him out, and it's nothing. Like he doesn't bring anything to the table. Yeah. Oh, we also meet uh, a Goldblum's ex girlfriend, played by which Charlotte Gay, which we don't need. Which we don't need. I mean, what happened to his wife in the first movie? Where'd she go? Yeah. Yeah, did she die too? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, so, they're, yeah so they're in Africa uh, because this is, uh, this is pl- apparently the only place where a ship landed. And uh, this, uh, this country led by a African warlord named Dikembe Umbutu. Now, I know this name because they say one sentence in here that is more interesting than anything you will see in this film. Dikembe Umbutu, this guy led a 20 fought a 20 year ground war against the aliens with nothing but two machetes strapped to his back that all, is more yeah. interesting than anything we see in this movie and the fact that every casualty is etched on his body i'm like what like what couldn't this guy get a spin off i was just going to say well, i want to learn this guy's i want to see this guy's backstory and see all see, like all, see all the movie. tattoos because, like, what, he has, like, he tattoos himself with every victim or every kill. Yeah. And it's, and like, it's a I, lot. There's a lot of hash marks on his arm. He's, yeah, he's just, like, he's such a character. He's such, like, a like cool-sounding character that you want to learn more about, but you just don't because that's not what this movie is. It's almost like uh, what Star, Star Wars did with uh, Phasma a, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, you, you build that cool character, and then you don't really explore it much. Uh, we yeah we see that the ship here is, it's back active again, and it started it, start, it was it was a drilling mechanism before it stopped and now it's back on again. They don't know why. But anyway, enough of that. We got to because plot <laughs> because we need a plot. But enough of that shit. We got to cut back to the to the moon base to see how you know. Leah Hemsworth and uh, President's daughter are talking about. Oh, we got these nice houses. Like I don't fucking care. It's I like don't great, care. great. You guys are dating. You're gonna get a house. That's that's great. We we don't get, need to know that. Thing is, we're, we're we're gonna talk about how how we could have narrowed this down because we're we're still not done talking about characters. There are still more that are gonna get introduced. Yeah, you feel the two hour and two hour runtime of this film for sure. Uh, yeah, I also like love this reporter. We're just like, how do you feel, like, like Captain Hiller? How do you feel taking off from this from this facility and after your dad, your dad who died tragically in a pilot accident, was like, okay, fucking dick. Like, what? The, why, why would you bring that? Why would you do that? And then on top of it, it was like he was such a great pilot. Why would he die in a piloting accident? You know what I mean? It's like it's so stupid. It undermines yeah. his yeah. That's the thing. Like, like he died in a flight accident. That would not happen. Yeah, I mean, you you've stressed in the first one how great he is. Why the hell would you completely undermine that? So stupid. Again, like Martin Brody and John. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like the the fear of the shark killed him. I'm sorry. What? It's like what? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, we also, it's also yeah. Uh, we get the call, uh, we also see Vivica Fox like I said like I said earlier is back in this movie. 
She aged like, bad. <laughs> she, aged, she aged the best. No, she did it. She's come a long way from the stripper scene in 1996 as Independence Day. Who's she's now? A, she's a doctor now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how that works, but cool. Yeah, I mean, I know strippers say they're saving up medical school, but they don't. They, they usually don't mean it. And then, like, so then, like, then obviously the stripper's diet is a lot different than a doctor's diet because you have to eat like unhealthy food, I guess I would imagine, and eat oh, like. Okay. We're not. We're not. We're not fat. Gay I'm not fat. Listen, I'm not. She is not fat, but it's like you can tell she's totally. I mean, she's aged for sure. I mean, it's noticeable. I think that's what I'm saying. I'm not fat shaming. She's no. She's not. She's no pie eater. She's, no, she's 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 nowhere near like she's not she's not like Russell Crowe. She's, she's not no. a good one for diet. I mean, Zeus Zeus ate some pie. You could t- you could tell each other. Zeus did eat some pie, eat some grapes, <laughs> and drink some wine. <laughs> it is vineyard from a good year. Oh, but but you know but you know what's really weird? The fact that like I guess pilots are like rock stars on this place because like there are people like asking for their autographs. Yeah, it's like Zeus dude, like yeah, yeah. It's like, are they rock? Yeah, are they like rock stars? Is this like a like VIP? Like they're like coming out of the ships and get like signing autographs? Like really? Like what, what is this? Is this a reality show? Uh, also, uh, Liam Hemsworth, Hemsworth's homie, in a total creep. He's yeah. like, he, he takes one look at the Chinese pilot. He's like, I'm gonna marry that girl. It's like, bro, you have no game. Like no, like this, 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 this ain't gonna happen. This ain't yeah. gonna happen. Pretty sure you're uh, creeper status. Yeah, we also find out that there's, there's some kind of tension between uh, Hemsworth and uh, uh, oh, Will Hillard. Smith. Yeah, Hiller. Uh, we d- we don't know why. Apparently, like he nearly got him killed. Yeah, I mean, just because like at plot and that's plot. why he's on the moon base. Yeah, because plot. Yeah, because we just need plot. We need filler. Yeah, we yeah we don't need them to hate each other. That's just that's that's just a fucking pointless ass. Yeah, I mean, it's like, why would they want to get along? I mean, it's more time to explain, like, how they can get back together and be friends. We're not going to explain it again. You know why, Russell? What's we that? got even more characters to introduce. Oh. Yeah, 20 minutes, 20 minutes into this two-hour movie, we're still introducing characters. We see that Dr. Brackish Oaken, uh, who is, we thought was a goner after the first film. You yeah, think and, so. And has no muscle atrophy. Yeah, no. Uh, turns out he's been in a coma for 20 years. Yeah. How do I know that? Because the because this this, this his guy his, his friend tells him that. Yeah. And while he, he's while he's asleep, like why are you telling this guy while he's asleep? Yeah, and he's and he's completely when he wakes up, it's like nothing ever happened, like no atrophy to the muscles or anything. Crazy. Yeah, I outline where he's like. Yeah, you got a little fat. I'm like, look who's, look, look who's talking. How do you how do you gain weight in a coma? <laughs> yeah, it's like you're not you're not actively doing anything, so you're not hungry. I mean, you, you have to eat just to sustain, like baseline, but you don't have to. You know, I don't know. Yeah, anyways, we see that the pe- that people who had encountered with the aliens has there has some kind of psychic link with them, and when they do, they start drawing this thing like it's a ball, it's a like a, a circle with a line. That's it. That's what they draw. It's we like don't a know uh, why. yeah, it's like a Pac-Man with his mouth closed. Basically, yeah. Uh, but we we're trying to figure out, like you know, we're trying to figure out what this is, and seeing uh, Liam Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth, homie, fail to hit on the Chinese pilot. Uh, what wouldn't you know? This thing just the thing that everybody's been drawing, everybody's been looking at, 
uh, just shows up. What? Yeah, ju- yeah, the ju- the giant ball shows up <laughs> in all its glory. What are the odds of that? And in classic America, America responds something. We 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 understand something. Shoot it. Yeah, it's just, it's just like a ri- like a rival kind of sort of not really. I'm like, look, I look, I I get it. Aliens show up the first time and wreck your shit, and you and you before you even try to do anything. But you don't know what this thing is. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, you you could potentially be picking a pi- picking a fight you can't finish. And that's the thing. It's like we're so defensive. You know, as a country, it's always defensive, defensive, defensive. And it's like, yeah, what you're saying, yeah, is like, you, don't, you don't know this thing. You don't know what it's capable of doing. Why would you sit there and react like that? Despite Goldblum telling him to wait, which they don't listen to. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's not like he fought these things 20 years ago. Yeah. They decide They decide to shoot it anyway. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> day, the day is saved. But Bill Evans is like, you know what? I need to get up there. And even and even uh, the president Whitmore played one thing about Bill Pullman. He's back in this, and he's just like, no, so, something's off. We shouldn't have done that. Because apparently, he again, he's also has like that same psychic link because he did link with the aliens once. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Goldblum, his girlfriend, the African warlord, and his accountant, who again gets to be in the movie, just because. Just because uh, they're now all going up to the moon base. Meanwhile, Russell, I know you're going to be a big shot. Guess what we have? We're going to have to have some more characters, I think. More characters to introduce because guess who else is back? Judd Hirsch. What? David's dad? Yeah, uh, 30 minutes into this two hour movie, we're, we're still introducing main our main characters. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, such a such, such a problem. But like, and look, the fir- the first movie did this did this as well. But like, it wasn't this extensive. No, I mean, cause you, I mean, yeah, it wasn't. Funniest part is we're still not done. <laughs> we're still not done. No, there's more. Um, anyway, we see that the that the president here has da- adapted the Jaws tactic, where like, you know what, the festival must still go on. Because you know, it's still oh. the salute to the, the events of nineteen of the. Uh, 1996 so, attack. The Jaws, yeah, so, yeah. Robert Lowe's gonna make a cameo, and the sad part is this is his last movie ever. It's sad that he had to go out that way. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, we see that. You know, Whitmore warns the people that you know shit is about shit is about to go down, and as he does, guess what, Russell? Shit starts to go down. As does he? Huh? As does he? Doesn't as does he? he? Yeah, you're talking about when he's at the podium, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then he goes down too. Well, because uh, the because the alien ship shows up, and you know, the common thing in sequels is bigger is always better. Yeah. Well, Russell, in this one, remember how big the ship was in the first one? Yeah, it clips the moon. Well, this one is bigger than the moon. Yeah. Like it's just, it's 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 huge to the point where like it's just absurd. It's like it's it's so over overly over the top, bigger than than the last one. It just uh, it just doesn't it doesn't but seem also, believable. It's big to the point where like it def- it defies logic. Like first of all, like, this thing has its own gravity. Yeah. Which, like if it gets like near the Earth, it's fucked. <laughs> like yeah, because it starts yeah. 
But also, it's just like, how did any, how did anybody who watched the sky for a living miss this one? Like, there's no way because it literally would blanket the whole entire grid. No, oh, yeah, like they they even bring it up. They never have a good answer for it. <laughs> it's like, how like how do you miss this? It covers the Atlantic. This this ship, Russell, is the size of America. Yeah, uh, somebody must have really been sleeping. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so, somebody on the moon base was not doing their job. Somebody like, who was watching the sky was not doing their job. Or maybe it was because they they were now hiring too, and they just didn't have anybody to fill that position. And by, and by and by the way, something I, I do want to bring up. Uh, we we do we do see we do see uh, Oaken again before before the ship hits and while the ship is hitting, and you wonder. Why do you? Why do we have a comatose scientist on the moon base? Thing is, we weren't on the moon base. We're, but you wouldn't know that unless the movie told you. That's, that's another thing about this movie that I don't quite like. It looks it looks bland. Yeah, I mean, it makes up its own rules as it goes. You know, it's just uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, like like the, like the look of it. It just looks uninteresting. Like at least in the first oh, yeah. one, you had like a like a variety of color palettes. You had a variety of environments. Yeah. Here, like everything's like shot like this weird blue filter. Yeah. Like there's like the locations don't look distinct. It's yeah. just it's just like a very like, it's just like a very boring looking movie. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, so we still see that this ship is like it's nothing to mess with because you had you had like this you had like this like little can looks, looks like a pea shooter compared compared to the compared to the actual ship. It shoots it and it's just like it just it does nothing. Like yeah, what the fuck do you think it was gonna do? And then it blows up the base, and like the Chinese pilot, whose dad is on the base, she looks like she's supposed to like look like disturbed that it got destroyed, but like her face does not read disturbed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah like her face does not look disturbed, like not at all. It's like, she looks almost happy that place got destroyed. She's like, thank God. Thank God, I hate, I hated that place. Oh uh, yeah, we see. Uh, we see that you know the Earth systems are that Earth defense systems are being neutralized or destroyed, and we see that you know, uh, <laughs> Roland Emmerich decides to partake in his favorite pastime, destroying world landmarks. You, you and, would have to. You have okay, to. I think this is. I think this is the main reason why this movie doesn't work as well. Yeah. See, when the first Independence Day came out, it was revolutionary. Like, oh, we it was had, huge. Like that on film before, like we never seen like anything like the White House getting blown up on movie, movies. Well, no, it was it wasn't done. No. Thing is, Emmerich continued to do stuff like that for the entirety of his career after that. Where you, it's like a been there, done that. I mean, you've seen it so many times, you're and, beating and the dead just, horse. And not, and not just Emmerich, like with everybody. Oh yeah, like, like every, that, that. That was a huge thing to do, you know. Yeah, like like that was that was the thing. Yeah. But and now just to come back and just do the exact same thing, it's not nearly, it's not as interesting. No, I mean, because you've already done it before, and we've seen it so many times, so it's just kind of like, eh. Yeah, we're, we're basically like numb to global destruction at this point. And it's like, oh, what landmark are you destroying now? Like, oh, like Tara London? Cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, the, the, the effects look nice. It's just it's like towards stuff that I don't care about. I mean, he likes that, though, but I mean, that's his, yeah. Don't have like this like weird tangent to weird tangent to, like these like these like pirates who are trying to who are trying to like get like buried gold. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they is keep so... cutting back like no reason. 
Yeah, you're supposed to care. Like, how are they part of the plot? Yeah, like again, something that could easily. Again, we're we're gonna go over all these characters and like why this is like why this is ridiculous. But also, you know, Judd Hurst sees the ship setting all the over the Atlantic, and you think they're and you're like you think like oh they're gonna they're gonna kill him just like for for motivation for Goblin, right? Yeah. No, that's not what they do. That's not at all what they do. I'm glad they didn't though. I mean, I, I think I mean I would I would rather kill them as opposed to what they actually do with them in the movie. Oh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I, I was kind of, I'm kind of glad they didn't. Uh, but you know, what, what, what? Something that does get genuine laughs. Uh, uh, while the, you know, the, while not Will, not not Will Smith's son, uh, not Captain, not Captain Hiller. Uh, he has this. He has a J. He could be saving a lot of lives. What is it? What does he decide to do? He decides to go to. He decides to go to the hospital where his mother is working. At one point, they focus on a baby being passed into a chopper. Yeah, which is weird. No, in itself. They really. And he they're, gets they're, there. Yeah, he gets there just in time to watch his mom fall to her death. Hey, I mean, at least he got to. I guess he, at least he got to see it. I guess. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like at that, least you were you were there. Yeah, that 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 scene to me is just. I I I just find that funny. So you were like wrong place at the wrong time. Because it doesn't like they play like we're supposed to care about it, even though they only had like literally I timed this. You know how long the conversation was on the phone before this? Not Thirteen that long. seconds. And that's that's the relationship, man. Yeah, that's it. And we're be like, oh no. He's like, no. Yeah. But anyway, the 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 ship sets down. Everybody's trying to figure this shit out. And you know what? I will give props to one person in this film, Brent Spiner. Yeah, because the problem with uh, the problem I have with epic movies post, well, post nineties, is that they think that they are serious business films. Yeah, they they are the most serious movies on the planet. Like, no, this is dramatic. This is this is real stuff. Yeah, but it's Brett Spiner is the only one here who knows exactly what movie he's in. But he's he picks up exactly where he left off in ninety six. Yes, he does, and he and he and he's and he's still great. I do, yeah, he's really. I do. Uh, so, yeah, they basically want to try and interrogate an alien because that, that worked the first time. Yeah, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't work here. So, yeah, basically, when they destroyed the ships in '96, they sent a distress signal that called the that called the real ship in. Yeah, that was the pretend ship. This is the real deal. This is this is the real deal. This is the real deal. Uh, but yeah, uh, we see the aftermath. Uh, you know, the alien could just call us, uh, check this the win. Earth is fucked. Like, yeah. it's, it's done. <laughs> but Russell, get get this. What's we're that? an hour into this film. And you know what we gotta do? You know what we're gonna do? Some, we gotta put some more people in there. Got more characters. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> sprinkle in a little bit more. Because yeah, like I said, Judd Hurst survived and he comes and he comes across Joey King and her fucking brothers and sisters. And the station now wagon. Now he's, le- now he's leading the orphans across country. <laughs> he's a father figure. They should keep George Michael. Okay, so so we're so yeah, this and and, and that's basically it. so like here's here's what here's what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run this in. So in this movie, as far as characters go, we got we got we got a Goldblum, we got his accountant, we got his ex. We got the warlord. We got President Whitmore, his daughter, her boyfriend, 
his homie, the Chinese pilot, Captain Hiller, Oaken, Oaken, Oaken's buddy, the general, the president, Judd Hirsch, Joey the King. Three, the three kids. Her, it's Joey King and her, and her group. I'm not going to count all of them. It's Joey King. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. That's, that is like almost 20 central characters to this. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's way way too much. It's it's hard to keep track, and, and there's just too much. They're trying to do too much. Yeah, like, but like, and the thing is, like, the cuts are obvious. Like, cut the accountant. We don't need him. Cut. You, I, you could honestly cut Golden's ex. Yeah, I mean, you don't need her in it. Like, cut cut Hemsworth. Have the couple be Hiller and Whitmore's daughter. It, Makes sense. They know each other. They known each other forever. They have yeah. that shared trust. It would make sense as as, as a romantic pairing. Yeah. Kill Judd. Yeah. Kill Judd Hirsch. Get rid of that whole thing of orphans. Which, I mean, I would rather that happen because of where this movie goes. Which I'm not gonna get there, but it's it's something. Sure. Keep keep the president. Sure. Keep keep uh, William Pickner the general. You can honestly cut. You honestly cut the entire moon base. <laughs> yeah, because you don't <laughs> so, need a moon base. Yeah. Movie Gay Fox, they do they 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 cut movie cuts her on. Movie cuts her on her own. Yeah. On their own. It's fine. Keep the warlord. Warlord stuff is cool. Yeah. You like you can cut at least like six or seven of these characters. Yeah. Yeah. And also again, that way you could also give them some more personality. Yeah, I mean you just you, you, you don't have a whole lot of personality because you're so you're you're being transitioned to meet these different characters. There's not enough time to build anything with them, you know? And even when they try, it's laughable. Like 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 the moment afterwards where uh, you know, like when uh Will Smith's son is at his locker and he's and <laughs> Hemsworth comes up and he's just like, Hey, bro, I get it. I've been there. I know what you're feeling. He's like, Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that 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 scene where like I I I laughed audibly at that scene. <laughs> I also laughed audibly at, at this uh this attempt for I think we talked about this earlier. His attempt yeah. to like just go and this you're talking about right where he's going over the battle planes like doing like yeah. the rah rah speech. It dude, it's, it's so, so bad. bad. <laughs> it's it is so so bad, man. It's like it's so monotone. Like I don't know who who gets behind this and gets pumped up. But but it's also like. He's putting the inflections in the wrong place. Just like who arranged the punctuation of these sentences? Like, did a child write this? Like, it doesn't. It just doesn't flow. It's just so laughable. Uh, yeah. Again, <laughs> cut back to. Oh yeah, cut cut the pirates too. We don't need the pirates. No, because they really serve. I mean, there's a lot of. You could cut a lot of characters out of this. Yeah, they 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 serve literally no purpose other than to tell you, oh crap, aliens are here. Yeah. Oh crap, we can't go get that gold. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, from from the wreckage of of, of the giant ball, they pull the pod with a smaller ball inside that they're trying to bust out. Meanwhile, while that's happening, we get our you know, of course, we got our obligatory go, got to fight the aliens and pretty much get your ass handed to you because you are apparently way out of your depth. But yeah, yeah, unlike the first one where you at least had Will Smith and his squad and Harry Connick Jr. Here, I don't care about anybody in this in this fight. No. Yeah, it, it, everybody's so forgettable. That was just like such an uninteresting fight because like, it just it's just like such a cluster of like stuff happening. But it's funny because like obviously we're gonna be talking about it here a little bit, but I think it's funny like the way technology goes. Why is it always somebody has to stay back? You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, do, 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 like are like remote pilot ships not a thing? 
but I'm saying like, why does, why are we always like since Armageddon? Why are we always faced with these like these goodbyes? You know. I don't oh, know. That, yeah, that that that's later. We'll, we'll in, in a little bit. That, I'm just I just was just brainstorming about it. It just it's 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 just funny how all the technology and that's what we we always have to cross that intersection. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, most of the Dutch are t- are taking the ship and taken essentially essentially hostage. Yeah. The, pr- the pre the president her cabinet get wiped out, which somehow makes Fickner the guy. He's the president now. Yeah, and it's not the vice president, which okay. <laughs> Pretty sure he was there and he got killed. I, I mean, I'm not sure who got killed or what happened or like what the chain of command is, but Fickner's in, Fickner's in charge now. Whatever. Yeah. He gets sworn in. It's all. It's all good. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, what what more does what more decides to you know get up? He tries to do something, and this is funny. We're like, the they're playing this moment like you know again. This, the way more speech in the first film is awesome. It's yeah. still awesome. Oh yeah, for and sure. And they're playing it like, okay, this is where the speech is gonna go. He yeah. puts the cane down. He starts talking. The music's going. Like, okay, here's the epic speech. Where's the epic speech? And it's epic it. fail. And epic fail. And epic fail. Yep. Yeah, a movie known for his known for the speech can't. A sequel to a movie known for the speech can't speech. Yeah, I'm like, why you're not gonna speech the previous speech? Come on. Yeah, they're just like, we're going to band together and fight the aliens. We're going to beat them because we love each other. That's basically what the speech was. Yeah, and it's like, uh, can I have my money back? Because this isn't, this isn't a hoorah speech, man. I, de- I demand a refund. I do not want to go fight for you. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not fighting for you. I'm not fighting for your ass. That didn't motivate me. I'm actually, I, you actually made me want to go take a nap. Yeah, we see the, the ship is also so big that it has that it apparently has its own ecosystem. Yeah, not sure how that works. I'm not sure what purpose that serves, but it does. Yeah, yeah. And then we see that the ball that the ball has come to life. What? Yeah, it turns out this ball is a representation of a representative for a refugee planet full of aliens who have. It's full of aliens who the aliens. Who, by, by the way. Twenty years later, they still never named these aliens. They're just called the aliens. Yeah, and boy, did they grow all of a sudden too. Yeah. But anyways, the ball represents the planet that a, a planet of refugees who their home worlds were ravaged by the evil aliens. Yes. So they came, so they came in order to in order to warn us, and obviously we didn't listen. Sure. And now that yeah, now he's you know trying to give 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 them some help with the aliens, trying to give them some secrets in order to defeat the mothership, so their world is not destroyed like the way theirs have been. So and yeah, this is you know at least like again because there's no because there's no sense of character, no sense of character in this film. You don't really ha- you don't really care like where this plan is going. You don't care how they're gonna do it. You don't care why they're gonna do it. You just like you you're just struggling to be invested at this point. Yeah, I mean you're just yeah. But anyway, essentially the plan is the the queen alien is on this ship, so they gotta go. They gotta go kill her, and everything's gonna be okay after that. It's fine. Um, but only problem is like like you mentioned earlier. Uh, someone's got to stay. In, someone's got to stay to detonate the bomb because why? You know, remote, remote, remote detonation is not a thing. Because because we have to lose somebody because of drone em- emotion. Drone technology isn't a thing, dude. Yeah. And stepping up to the plate is President Whitmore, who shaves the beard. He's a new man. He's like, there's a lot of reasons why I'm the right choice, but there's even more why you're not. 
Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, sure. Meanwhile, Judd Hurst gets, <laughs> he's upgraded from four orphans to like 20 of them. I mean, he's got a whole school bus. Yeah, he, he upgraded a vehicle that had uh, more gas. Yeah, and now he's got even more to take care of. Which this 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 whole plot line is just ridiculous. Yeah, I I, I get it. And especially like where it goes. So they're they're, ar- they're arming up to to fight the aliens. Uh, we also get like a little, I guess, a bit of character development for Hemsworth. For Hemsworth, I guess, I guess he was orphaned because of the 1986 attacks. Yeah. And he decides to do what any sane person would do. He takes his dick out. Takes his dick out and takes a piss right in front of the aliens. You truly are the finest. Yes. Because, I mean, that's what I would do. That's that's, that's what any same person would do. Yeah, absolutely. If they manage to hijack their alien ship, well, I guess they're the same same interface, because, yeah, why would they upgrade after 20 years? Yeah, I mean, they're... Why wouldn't they upgrade after 20 years? 56K modem it is. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... Uh, yeah, so they're 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 flying they're flying out. They're organizing an attack around the world. Again, speech. Uh, uh, this movie's speech skills are just not not up to the Independence Day standard. I will say. No. And uh, the uh, the onslaught attacks. I will give credit at least. Like some of the tech looks cool. Yeah, I mean, it's like some of the fight scenes remind you of like just like almost Star Wars esque. You know what I mean? Just the same type of thing that you would expect in like a Star Wars film. Yeah, I mean, I do, I've always liked the aspect of like integrating alien technology with ours, and they oh, do use it. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, Whitmore ends up taking the ship in order to find the queen, or in order to get the, to blow up the queen. He's on. He's armed with the bombs, and I will say, they fucked up. What could have been an awesome, awesome death? Yeah. Well, because like he's like you know he's like on the on behalf of people of Earth, just want to say Happy Fourth of July, and then he blow and then he blows it up. Or, first of all, that's that itself is way cooler than anything Randy Quaid said in the first film. I'll say that right now. Yeah. But like it's 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 like muffled. You can't really hear it over the score. It sound mixed terribly. Yeah. And on top of that, it doesn't even do anything because the queen survives. Yeah, so you you've wasted that that whole entire like you're building a suspense for nothing. Yeah, so that sacrifice completely pointless. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but more yes, you, you, you had to die for no reason. <laughs> he didn't die. She didn't. He he. She didn't die because the queen. Get this. Queen has her own force field. Of course oh. she does. Yeah, I mean, why why wouldn't she? Why would she not? Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention one one of uh, Joey King's sisters. Uh, Joey King's sister is played by McKenna Grace. Hmm. From Ghost from Ghostbusters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I I, I, I just oh. wanted to bring that up. Just how, how far bit. she's come. It's crazy. Yeah, and then we see like we see the whole reason why Jed Hirsch kept alive with all these with all these orphans. Uh, she was kept alive. He was kept alive. Got a crew full of orphans in the school bus just so he could be around for the climax. Oh boy! Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yes, it, it yes, it is yes, it is as stupid as it sounds. Yes, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> again, keep in mind this alien is like giant. She's a kaiju, but for some reason cannot catch up to a bus. 
the other thing is I don't the the aliens were never that big. Like they must have like literally got HGH or some shit in the X last ten years. Oh my lord, they were they weren't that big. They were smaller. Yeah, it's crazy how big they did <laughs> done. I like the bit where like the where the queen alien like takes down takes down her dad or takes down the the president's oh, daughter. Yeah. But then like as she gets up the plane, he she keeps going after her. I'm just like, God damn, you're petty. Like yeah. you're so petty. Uh, but anyways, they uh they get out. Uh, they they she gets out. She survives. They manage to kill. They manage to kill the queen alien. And again, climax. You honestly really don't give a shit about. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Go up to the county, kill something. Which cool, whatever. They kill. They kill the queen alien. And again, this climax that feels like it goes. Feels like it goes on forever. Finally, finally comes to an end. Uh, and uh, and also the mothership goes away, and you think that's the end of the movie, but well, first of all, uh, I lo- I do love the scene where like this, like we, p- we picked we picked out this nice house we're gonna go live in, like okay, yeah, the the world is fucked, you're not gonna get your house, you fucking idiot, <laughs> and like you think that's where the movie's gonna end, <laughs> where the movie's gonna end, but then Brent Spiner comes out, he's like, hey guys, I've been talking to the ball, guess, yeah. guess what I discovered. Guys, hear me out. Interstellar travel. <laughs> and like William Victor is just like, you mean we could take the fight to them? And Hemsworth, who keep in mind, just got back from United Girl, was like, when do we leave? And yeah. then Spider, oh, we're gonna give them hell. And that's the end of the movie. Yep. Which means they are setting up for a sequel. Which were... is the worst possible situation. Yeah, because we gave a sequel to a film that should never have gotten a sequel. And, yeah. Oof. Well, no, it should have gotten a sequel. It's not well, the one yeah. we got. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, and also, like, maybe three or four years after, like, maybe 99 or 2000, we could have done it. Yeah, but that was Independence Day Resurgence. I saw this movie once and only once in theaters, and, yeah, it's just as bad as I remember. Russell, final thoughts on... I saw it twice. I saw it once in the theaters and once for our prep for this. And yeah, there's a reason why it's available to rent for $3.99 and available to buy for $4.99 on Amazon Prime. Um, Yeah, just not, you know, like our like our headline said, like, you know, our topic was, you know, sequels that waited way too long, way too long sequels. And this was the one of them. I mean, it's just 20 years later, the the ship has sailed, so to speak. And um just too many characters thrown into the mix. Um, you are confused at times of what the hell is going on. Like they're just introducing too much shit at once. Um, the speeches aren't really motivating at all. The acting is just flat. There aren't a lot of characters that you kind of like gel to or gravitate with. Um, it's just, just very forgettable. Yeah. Uh, it's really just, I think, I think well, the biggest problem here, why one again, uh, it's sh- It's not, it doesn't look as interesting. Two, it doesn't feel as interesting, mostly because there's no through line. There's no, there's no characters you gravitate to. Again, like the first one, the first one was stupid too, but at least had like a, a more fun sense to it. You had characters that you could root for, characters. Oh that, yeah, like, you know, had some fun elements to them. Here, you, don't, you you have none of that here. Yeah, there's nothing that you really can like latch on to, like you did in the first one. Too, why would you like again? You you did Independence Day changed changed the face of summer blockbusters. And you just come back twenty years later and do the same thing. Yeah, but you do it even in a more boring. Why is that interesting? Yeah, 
Yeah, they, they totally had so much t- potential to do different things with it. Even killing off Will Smith's character was just just stupid in general too. Um, and bringing back all these characters from the first one just for the nostalgic factor. I mean, yeah, great, but it's again there was just no reason to really bring any of them back. I mean, obviously, minus like Goldblum and, and like Whitmore and stuff like that. But it just we didn't need all of it. Yeah, I think this movie this, this movie this movie sucks. Uh, I just I feel like I feel like we need to. I mean, that, that's just easy, but this movie sucks, and we. Oh suck. no! The, yeah, suck. The, no, the movie's bad. I mean, it's 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 not a very good movie, but um, you know, there'll always be one movie that's worse than this, and I don't think anything's ever going to beat it. I mean, I mean, I think whenever we do like our top ten or like our top ten like worst or our tournament, we need to just like take that out of it. Yeah, and yeah, because then I think we could really make make this like a fun, like really, really, yeah. That that is something we might have to do in an up like a later episode. That's gonna do it for us here today. Uh, Russell, I'm gonna plug before you head out. Yeah, you guys can find us at Tourist by Chance on Facebook. I think we are two members shy of the 500 Club, which is fantastic. Um, you guys can also check us out YouTube, Notorious by Chance. You can find me Twitter, Instagram, at Chance Wars underscore ninety one. Check out my check out Mushroom Modem where I do compete. Uh, and yeah, that's gonna do it for us. It's gonna do it for us here. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We go back to the anniversary series, and we're gonna talk about movies that came out in the year nineteen ninety seven. Movies that I am as old as. Movies that I was fourteen. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.